You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now!
Let's get down to it, Bopper. All right, that's the start of uh, of a week. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's the phone number if you want to call in today. It is the Ron and Fez show on a Monday. Plenty to talk about. We'll get to uh, football weekend. Also, uh, the big Breaking Bad finale uh, last night. What a ridiculous ending. I mean, you watch a show for so many years, and then they have a shitty ending like that. Walter is in a boat driving into a hurricane, and then the next thing you know, he's in fucking Oregon with a beard, and he's a lumberjack, and that's it. I feel ripped off. Um, Big, big sports weekend. Baseball tonight. Baseball tonight. Who's my baseball guy here? Give it to me. Give is it, it Chris me. Stanley or is it Shelby, the man who has two teams in this? Exactly. That's why he shouldn't be, because he's just fucking picking favorites here. But he has two teams. Okay, I got one team, and it's not even anywhere near the fucking playoffs. The funny thing is, he's got two teams in the same league. Yeah, because he's ridiculous. got two National League teams. How can you have you have to pick one? Pick one, Shelby. Look Why back. does he have to? I like to spread it around a bit. That's bullshit. That's not being a fan. That's just like, ah, if they're winning, I guess I'm going to like them. All right, what's the game tonight? All right, tonight is Rays at Rangers. It's the play-in to the play-in. The okay, you got a play-in. It's, it's a one-off game before there's a one-off game. Yeah. That's the most exciting thing in the history of sports. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, it's tonight, and then whoever wins tonight plays Wednesday, they're going to Cleveland. So tonight in the other league, as I like to call it. Oh, American, baby. Big yeah. A. The other league, uh, the softball league, the let's wait for a home run league, the hey, do we have to run the first, or can we just hit a home run and go back and eat a sandwich league? Rocket. Uh, a playoff game, uh, a one-off before there's another playoff game. What's that, Tuesday? Uh, yeah, then the other, pl- the other playoff game is Tuesday, Reds and Pirates. That's Wednesday. All right. See, I can't have I. I now you know what? Maybe I need a team of three. Everybody comes at this with a different <laughs> on angle. Tuesday is the Reds at Pirates. On Wednesday is against the Indians. Whoever wins the Rays Rangers tonight. No, is part of you pulling for the Indians at least so we can get the whole major league fucking want, thing going? I want Vaughn coming back. They <laughs> yeah. should just bring Charlie Sheen in and just have him. I don't know. Be the mascot. Actually, uh, Indians Pirates would be such a great fucking Old World school. Series that everybody would, you know, they're so close to each other, they already hate each other enough from football. Perennial very, losers very exciting. so long. Uh, it's, um, you know, two really fucking snake bit teams for the last couple decades. But, um, <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Uh, uh, football, uh, two undefeateds playing right. tonight. So you have to set your house up to Basically, be a sports book. You it's know, fine. you've got so many games to watch. Flat screens are cheap now. I'll just set up fucking just, five or six. Yeah, five or six. Turn it into a sports book. <laughs> Pick up a couple of Vizios on your way home. <laughs> Stop at the Walmart, maybe a Costco. I think they have a bundle pack. Uh, your teams are who? Cardinals? That's my number one team, Cardinals. <laughs> Your yeah. number one team is your team. Yeah. I don't have there a number two. No, yeah, there should be no such thing as a number two well, team. Well, I mean, if the Pirates win, I'm like, hey, good for you, but I'm not going to be rooting for them against the Pirates. Or the Cardinals, rather. 
You know, you can't even keep your team straight. Cannot. You're a little messed up right now. Today, exciting enough, starts Million Days of Christmas. Million Days of Christmas. That's why we hear the Charlie Brown music in the background, because it's the... I already told him to set that up. But you have a, a stinger for it? Yeah, I got a little something. Ho, ho, ho. Win, win, win. It's Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. We are giving out a big prize a day right up to the Christmas break. And we're doing it uh, with celebrity signed stuff, collectibles, if you will, uh, as well as uh, another thing that we've added to it, love. Complete love. Million Days of Christmas is on. Can you feel it in the streets now, the... Christmas spirit, it's palpable. Yeah. Well, it's September. Yeah, the beauty of it, mm. you can't feel it yet. <laughs> and that makes us first. It's pretty warm out, actually, today. Yeah. Coming in. You can't feel it yet, and that makes us uh, first. Screw you, everybody else. What's the big prize we're giving away today? Signed, Sir Ben Kingsley, his film, Sexy Beast. Fantastic That's, way to start this. It's fucking day one. There's yeah. a million more days to go. There's a million more days to go. And today, if you listen to this program, you will be able to uh, win Sign Ben Kingsley, Sexy Beast, maybe his best movie. It's it's not, you know what? I'm just going to fucking say it. It is his best movie. There. Uh, you know, you, you think, how many times can you watch Gandhi that he won the Oscar for? Once. How many times can you watch Sexy Beast? Every day. Why at the end of Breaking Bad did he end up in Oregon? I am, whatever. You know what? Weird. It's behind us. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Powers is back. <laughs> uh, it's an exciting new uh, season for uh, for TV. This is the golden age of TV. They keep telling us. Yeah, yeah. Now. We're so lucky. We live here. There's two times in your life that you would have loved to uh, lived. Athens, the time of Pericles, and right now with the cable networks, because this is the second golden age. Oh, there was a lot of sodomy back then in Athens, wasn't there? You know, let's not come across as anti-gay. I have a very, very good friend who's trying to be gay. Oh, trying? Oh. Yeah. He's trying. He wants to. He gets it in. Uh, and it's exciting. Smoke in Arkansas has a question for you. Chris Stanley. All right. So this is the first time really in our lives someone called up um, and had a question for Chris. It's weird. And God damn it, we're going to answer it. What's up, Smoke? What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, Pepper, are you going to stand behind your pick of the Kansas City Chiefs for the Super Bowl this year? Oh, I like that pick. Look, dude, I fucking said it when he got signed. And then Alex Smith came in. In the next five years... There's a 75% chance that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Why do you say next five years? This year. They're 4-0. They're unstoppable. Rolling. No one. Rolling. No one can beat the Chiefs. Not even the fucking Giants with their amazing defense. By the way, I think the Chiefs is a, uh, is a more racist name than Redskins. Because you're actually picking out their leaders. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, they're one-time leaders. It's a title. Yeah. No one, they never get. And never also, I think the Saints is, crosses the line for me too. 
because the Saints don't uh, play football. They're nice to animals, and they get killed. Yeah. They, just they get fuck- killed but won't give up, J.C. They won't call the martyrs, would they? They just go with the Saints think that's safe. The martyrs would be a really sad name for a team. <laughs> you know, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll fucking we'll lose. Uh, uh, one Manning is going in one direction, another Manning in another direction, uh, but they're both on a record setting. Thank you. <laughs> it would be great if we could have a 16-0 and 0 brother and an 0-16 brother. Eli is tied with Geno Smith, well, four games in for interceptions. They reach at a beautiful 11. And Peyton hasn't thrown an interception yet? Nope. 16 touchdowns, zero interceptions. All right, but here's a question for you. And by the way, uh, that team, the Denver Broncos, have been flawless. And Peyton has been flawless. But what is more impressive, Peyton going 4-0 and with that team, or Brady going 4-0 and with a bunch of guys they picked up at the fucking bus station. Bums, just w- random fucking scrap heap rookies. And they scored thirty points last night. Yeah, he's, he's actually he's turning them into he's turning them into a squad. How could that happen? His magical powers of football, his fucking his the force of his will. That's um, the only reason. Here's uh, Josh. Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah. I want to uh, make sure that Chris does not root for the Pirates. Uh, he's a total jinx, and uh, you know we need this win. So I want to make sure that he's not on board. And Josh, you work for the Pirates? Yes, I do. What do you do for him? You catcher? <laughs> yeah, a bullpen catcher. No, I'm. Uh, I work for the front office. I do uh, data analytics for the for players. How exciting of a year is this for you? It, it's my second season. This is the. Uh, I'm just giddy. This is going to be awesome. You know, uh, I go all the way back to when it it was fucking cool to hate the Pirates, which has been a long, long time ago. You know what I mean? But I grew up just despising the Pirates because they were such a great ball club. Uh, And then they took off a couple decades. But to see them back again is... uh, Pretty exciting, really, really exciting. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm sorry, Josh. I'm rooting for the Pirates. I want to see no, them win. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'll bring you to the World Series uh, <laughs> if if you just root against them all the way up to that point. So is the city going crazy, Josh? It, it's pretty nuts. I'm flying out there tonight. Uh, I don't live in the city, uh, so I'm flying out there tonight to. Uh, to you like Moneyball? You like the guy from Moneyball? You don't uh, even watch the games. Do you fire guys? <laughs> My boss is the Moneyball guy. I just I'm the data guy. So. But he calls you in. What exactly? Who are you that he would listen to you? Who uh, you got there? <laughs> um, we have all the data, my well, friend. Oh, good luck with that. It, sound, it, it looks like it's just a ball, and uh, I'm sorry you've been jinxed by a centaur, but who knows? I'm a hardcore jinx too. Uh, Dan in uh, Florida, you're on the Run of Fish show. Dan, we got you, buddy. I'm here. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, buddy. Hey, um, just same reason that the Pirates fan wants to know uh, who's the fucking jinx picking in the Rangers Rays. Please don't say the Rays, you fuck. I'm actually, I'm, my gut is telling me Rangers is gonna Thank are gonna you, take it. Thank you, fucking Chris. You are the fucking man. I'm gonna, no p- I'm gonna piss off yeah. half the people and make half the people happy. <laughs> that's all that's gonna happen. But my gut's telling me Rangers. Um, you know, it's really funny that the Rays and Rangers have become this thing in yeah. this last few years where it always comes down to them uh, every uh, single year now that they end up battling it out. It's and now they got a one-off. 
It's great. And the one-off is the best thing that happened in baseball in years. Makes you care. Well, tonight is going to be exciting. <laughs> the one-off, one-off? Yeah. The one-off to get to the one-off. I think they're just looking back at different games they played that were really close and just saying, what mistake couldn't we have made there? Do you think that you could even afford to do that, though? Do you think? <laughs> you know, like, that's something that fans would do. But I don't think that you could be a player and think... Oh, yeah, three times this year I was the last out. Oh, you know what I mean? That would fuck with or your head. Or remember that fucking error? Oh. You know, because there's you got to look at every guy on the team, and he, one move that he made probably cost you a game. And it's weird because people always remember late inning stuff, but think of how many times in the second or third inning... It's fucking someone stranded. You leave no. guys on base, or you made a fucking error, they gave up two, you end up losing that game five to four. I mean, there was... All you could do is look back now. All you, And you have... 160 games to do it. Yeah. Not 16. Yeah, they So wouldn't. you have 162 games that you could fuck up and get off to a bad. And then you're like, hey, you know what? That happened. Fuck it. We got 89 more games. <laughs> Who cares? No, you should. Now you're Who in a playoff playoffs. And now because of them, <laughs> everyone else is sitting around going, we should be fucking resting tonight. Yeah, right? Fuck it. They win a game in June and they're not here fucking tonight. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's true. It's that fucking true. And that's that's the maddening thing about baseball. Here's the weirdest thing in the world about baseball. And I did this comparison before. I think I did it to fucking Larry Boa, and he liked it when I talked to him. But it's like if there was a sport where you have a, a marathon race, right? Mm-hmm. And when you win the marathon race, your next race is the 100-yard dash. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've got to go 162 games. And now you have to win one game. And one of the cooler things about baseball is it is a sport without a great deal of pressure until you get to this time of year. And then it's only pressure. And the, the, the game moves at such a pace that the pressure becomes unbearable. And it will always be those shots that you just see people praying in the stands or just people just pulling at their hair or, or, or looking over their hands. They just got the, and the pressure is just immense this time of year so much that sometimes it feels better when your team's not in it. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I'm fine. I mean, look, the Yankees are fucking done, whatever. It's a strain on your heart when your team makes it to the World Series. It's an unbearable fucking strain. Some lucky town's going to have that in month and change, two months. I think that's, it goes in November now. The, the fact that we're already in Christmas season, the million days of Christmas. Oh, yeah. And they're just now getting into the playoffs. So much more Christmas to go. Um... Here's uh, Garth. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Pepper. Yeah. What's up? Hey, man. You say your gut's telling you that the Rangers are going to pull it off, but uh, are you sure it's not telling you cinnamon toast crunch? <laughs> that's what he normally... That's his snack of choice. <laughs> I mean, I love cinnamon. It's so delicious. But you don't think it's too toasty and crunchy? Oh, no. See, all those combined equals a tasty, delicious morsel. Mm, morsel sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a box of cereals with a bunch of morsels in a bag. When I go to a restaurant, I should go, now what kind of morsels do you have tonight? <laughs> Does, uh, you know what? I'm not too hungry. We just want some morsels out here. It's bigger than a crumb, but smaller than, you know, an appetizer. Um, 
college football, your guy, uh, Johnny Football, again, I ended up watching <laughs> why I don't know. But I honestly cannot see this guy as a pro. I oh. can't see his scrambling style and those weird Brett Favre chances that he takes. See, because of that, I'm thinking, yeah, he's definitely going into the NFL. Now, if he gets, he might get murdered in the first season. He scrambles the wrong way <laughs> for the NFL. You know what I mean? He scrambles like it's Fran Tarkington days, where the quarterback is so much faster than the lineman. Yeah. But you can't turn around and run the other way oh, in no. the NFL now. You've kind of almost got to scramble forward. Yeah, you saw, like, if you watched the Seahawks game, you saw Russell Wilson going backwards, and it didn't work for him at all on that, in that, in, against the Texans. And Russell Wilson looks so much more level-headed <laughs> than Johnny Football. Johnny Football looks fucking crazy. He's a lot of fun to watch. Hell yeah. In college, I still can't picture him as a um, as an NFL quarterback. And I, I was laughing because they're going, well, he's like a Brett Favre, but like a, with a weaker arm. <laughs> the announcer is saying, and you're like, guess what? <laughs> Brett Favre with a weaker arm wouldn't make it. Yeah, that's the not Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre would make four bad fucking passes a game, but then his arm was so strong he would make up. For it yeah, at other times, but there are you. You would not be able to be Brett Favre and have a weaker arm. Then he just becomes Mark Sanchez, and then you know, I, I'm he's going to get it. And he's going to get a start in the NFL because what? There's like 11 or 12 teams with starting rookie quarterbacks or second year quarterbacks. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it is insane because it's not really working out. No, this is the. If you look at the guys that we're talking about, are great. They've been there for 15 fucking years. Aaron Rodgers was on the bench for like four seasons or something behind Brett Favre. Come well, on. I, I watched uh, on the Red Zone, Fez's team, the Bucks, and they put this stork in there. And you're like, you're watching the game and you're thinking, this is a guy who should be on the bench for three years. He may have something, I don't know, but he's there too soon. He fell apart. Like, he got that one touchdown, and then after it was just fucking, it was trash. Even his touchdown that he got, he did not look like a confident NFL guy. He did not look like, hey, I'm ready to play. He looked like a guy who was pushed out there. Uh, but, because the coach is worried about being fucking fired, he's willing to cost the kid his career. It's it's totally it's like they, these teams saw Andrew Luck and RG3 come out and do well, and now they feel like, all right, so if those two rookie quarterbacks could do it, then why can't we just pick someone off from a, the fucking draft and throw them right into a starting lineup? But it doesn't make sense. There's nothing about that. It's fucked up. That makes even the slightest bit of sense. It's the exact opposite of taking care of your assets. Because they got a kid on the bench, and who knows? Maybe someday he he would be a player. But now you turn around and look at, let's say, Mark Sanchez, yeah. who probably went in a little too early. We can't picture him having a career now. It's like he got his shot. He's done. Um, amazing, amazing how quick we expect to win. Now, another thing happened in college football where uh, the Kiffin got fired in USC. That job is open. Fez, I know you're the college football guy, right? Yeah. Is there a kind of a sexier, cooler coaching job 
in college football than USC? I mean, there's only got to be a couple of jobs that, that guys would even think about. I'd rather coach there than the pros. Or an easy stepping stone to the pros for uh, a, a coach. Uh, and now that job's open. Yeah, I, I think it is USA. I think you would have to say the two uh, big spotlight coaching jobs are Southern Cal and Notre Dame. Yeah, but Notre Dame never goes anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, Notre Dame is not a lead anywhere. Notre Dame is a spotlight fucking job because there's a lot of Catholics. But in terms of football, I don't think it's a great position to get. I think Alabama and USC. And then you could probably throw in the Ohio State. Michigan. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to make this a fucking, yeah. you know what I mean, a 15 fucking, you know, I'm talking about really at the top of the top. Because all those jobs that we're talking about are top jobs. But if you really look up, I think it's got to be Alabama and USC uh, of that job to have. And L.A., the number two market in the country, doesn't have a pro team. Everybody focuses on USC there. You know, it's yeah. a giant fucking job to have. That's that's a thing where you know all these uh, fucking swinging dicks are going to be watching your games. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to look up there, and there's a the guy who runs Universal, and you know, like, oh, they're all like, oh, "We'd like to invite you to a party we're having." Sure, sir. Clooney's going to be there, and we'd like you to come. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's interesting to see, too, that college football is moving in that direction of we're not going to wait. I mean, the season is over for USC, but they're still not waiting till the end of the season. I think football always waited till the end of the season, for the most part, to get rid of somebody. Now it's kind of like turning into basketball. I, I, I think the difference there, though, in this job is that he's such a dick. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So I think that they... It, it, it isn't... I think that he could have even done that if people would have said he's doing some good stuff. But they know they're getting the players for him. Um, they know what that job takes. And he's kind of acted like a fucking asshole along the whole way. So I don't think they got rid of him because he's had two fucking losses. I think, they've had, I think they got rid of him because they want to get rid of him. They just don't want that guy around. He's like a fucking poison. I'm surprised it took this long because they had a senior Heisman hopeful candidate last year. They started number one and then they went unranked at the end of the year. That never happened. I mean, you think maybe, okay, they're going to slink down to like the lower top 25. But right. to go unranked and not even win your bowl game after being ranked number one. How did they think it was even going to get any better with him? Um, the, the stress of coaching a college football team must be crazy because there's about, I don't know, 50 schools that think that they should be number one every year. <laughs> it's just, just too much. They got to start taking away Division One status from things. You just lose a game and you feel like we're destroyed. Yeah, season's over. Why bother? Or, God forbid, you lose that game to the big rival. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, on top of that, right? Well, yeah. Because if you're a Giants fan, you want to beat the Cowboys, but your whole year doesn't rest <laughs> upon that, and you're not thinking about it constantly. Um, uh, Charlie, Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Uh, question for Pepper. Uh, who wins the NFC East, sir? Oh, oh it's, it's, it's Cowboys. Looks like the Cowboys have the most complete team right now. Oh, jeez. So, Dallas fans, I'm sure you're depressed. <laughs> but, yeah, I see, I see the Cowboys taking it. Well, it, it, I'll be surprised if most of the East had said they were close to 500. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, Dallas is currently in the, in the first fucking spot with 2-2. Two and two. Everyone else is 1-3, one, 1-3, three, one, three, oh, and 4 being the New York Giants. <laughs> they all look just so goddamn awful. Yeah. There's, um... There's just a lot of bad football teams out there now. And God forbid you try to make money gambling. Uh, no, no, it's no. impossible. No, you stay away from that. Uh, you can't fucking... It, it's impossible to pick anything. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible the way teams will just lay down after having a great uh, week. Uh, hey, Chris, you're on the Running Fest show. Hello? Chris, go ahead, buddy. Hey, so uh, on uh, on Fez's point about uh, college teams getting rid of rid of their coaches, uh, USC couldn't even wait to get him off the team bus. They no, actually, they. Uh, yeah, I think you know I I get what Fez is saying about the stress, but I think this went beyond wins and losses. I think that they all uh, hated that guy. He came in under a dark cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stayed a dark cloud, and um, they, they just. Personally, did not like him. They personally had a fucking problem with him. Yeah, he apparently was just a dick. Um, here's uh, Shane. Shane, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey fellas, yeah. I just wanted to comment on the uh, college football. Fez, you, you obviously don't know what the fuck you're talking about when it comes to college football. University of Texas head coaching job will be up at the end of this year. By far, that is the prime coaching job in college football. No way! Compared to Southern California? Speak to Prozac and Cox, which it, is all it's, you know. It's certainly a big fucking position, uh, but you could you could make the case that there's like 10 or 12 jobs that are up for that. My point about it was the fucking kind of sexy fan base, the attention that yeah, you get great from non-college uh, football fans, you know, you are the only true. I know UCLA is there, but football team <laughs> in Los Angeles in a fucking city. Yeah, a giant city. You know, with fucking that is you know not with on no the, on pro the coast. football. Yeah. <laughs> no pro football. And by the way, they don't give a shit. When ball when Baltimore didn't have a team, they were freaking out. L.A. is the only place. They're a giant city. And they're like, I don't give a fuck if we have a team or not. They got plenty. They got shit to do there. They got shit to do. They're watching. They don't live and die with their pro teams the way, like, let's say any of the Rust Belt cities do. <laughs> That's all they have. Gene Simmons is trying to bring it back with his Arena League team. You ever been to an Arena game? I did once. It's the closest thing to gym yeah. plus. It's, <laughs> it's got to be fun to play, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but it does feel like you're a gym class. That's really weird. Like, we're playing touch football in the gym today, everybody. Be ready. T.O. got drummed Everybody's out. Everybody's fucking dressing out, too. <laughs> Everyone's dressing out. I've got my shoes at home. <laughs> 
I know you did, hippie. I know your long hair doesn't want to fucking play and take a fucking shower. I like gotta a person. know. I gotta know. What do you have in your period again? Just fucking see like wimpy kids limping around. They, why don't they just have something for them to do for the kids who don't like to have sports? Why don't you just say, okay, if you don't like sports, you can jog or fucking walk. Just something to take the pressure off those guys. Because no one wants them on the team anyway. It, yeah, it just makes them feel shitty. It makes them feel shitty. It makes the guys who take them feel shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just Why jump do you want to play basketball with a guy you can't pass, though? Sometimes we'd bring down that big divider, and then it would be tumbling or gymnastics on one side, and then wrestling on the other side, and then those kids could do some tumbling on the other side. Just roll around on a mat. We only brought down the divider for the fucking... Because the girls are on the other side. Yeah. And that you're just so disgusting at that age. They're just seeing girls in shorts drives you <laughs> and shitty fucking gym shorts oh, drives you nuts. It's the sexiest thing ever at the time. Yes, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's a fucking leg. They're in shorts, goddammit. Shorts, I tell you. Um eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh David, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddies? How are we doing today? Good. Hey, and I am a Cleveland fan, and my Browns have won two in a row. The Indians are in the playoffs. It's going to be a great year. And also, I want to say hello to my Uncle Doug, who I turned on to the show. All right, I want you and Uncle Doug to know something. Lay it on me. Don't get too high, dude. <laughs> Please, you're from Cleveland. We got it. At least the Indians are in the playoffs. They could win the World Series. They They're on their way. Though. They kind of went a one-off. They have Cleveland in the first part of their name. You guys are snake bit. <laughs> God bless you for what you go through, all right? But we look at Cleveland sports fans the same way that we'll look at those poor Ethiopians who don't have enough food. You know what I mean? When Kinnison did that bit of why don't you just move, you just want to say to people Cleveland, move where the sports are. There's don't other, do this to yourself. There's success elsewhere. You can't go on like this. And it's horrible for us to see. Um, all right, thanks. They got those three kidnapped girls back this year. They should just be glad about that. Uh, ripped from the headlines, Fez Watley bringing it back. Three kidnapped girls. Um, one of them just opened up uh, Piggly Wiggly the other day. Like They brought her out to a nice little crowd. It's depressing. Yeah. I don't want to think about kidnapping. Well, I'm, you know, it's I'm a living, you know. <laughs> Showing up. Uh... Sean, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, do you think uh, USC and Texas is going to throw a shit ton of money at Nick Saban and try to pull him away from Alabama? No, not even a chance. Not even a chance. What Saban is doing at Alabama is fucking historic. Historic. Um, Adam, in Wisconsin, you're on the Ron and Fez show. How's it going? Yeah. Uh, just trying to talk about uh, Lane Kiffin here. Yeah. He, uh, Went twenty eight and fifteen straight up at USC, but only covered in eighteen of them games. Lost all his boosters' money. This new guy coming in at Oregon, he went three and twenty one straight up at Ole Miss. All right, terrible record, but he covered twelve of them games. Went twelve eleven and one against the spread, making at least coming out even. So, you know, it's a good idea. Adam, get rid of Kiffin. 
God bless you, but you have a gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> you have a you are horrible correct. gambling problem. Stop, stop. Where you're trying to find patterns where there aren't any. <laughs> That's when you know you have a gambling problem. I know why they're going to hire him. When you're starting to see things in numbers. That the world looks like the Matrix to you. This guy's beautiful mind. Fucking yeah, spreads. You're just sitting around with your fucking teams of red string connecting them. <laughs> All over. When they're at home against their own conference, right? You've got to watch this guy. You know when it's partly cloudy, these yeah. guys have gone eleven and two. And I'm looking things over when the weather. Uh, when we have a Democratic president, yeah, there's always a. Whenever someone's getting into shit like that, that's all the deep end. And then, then, but but when you also hear these people going, okay, they've gone seventeen and five. Uh, they uh, against the other team. Wait, those kids weren't even born when your pattern started. These are all new people. But the franchise has a power over them, and that the it's the franchise, not the team. You know. And, and, and you try to tell that uh, we ought to replay someday just to see. Uh, Fez used to do a thing with a gambling guy. That was the most monotonous thing every Friday on XM. And then Fez would just bring up another get game, and the guy would moan on. And Fez would bring up the next game, and the guy would moan on. And I would always go off and fucking do shit during it. <laughs> and it was Fez's, Fez's last stick time. Oh, yeah. But to hear somebody that into it, how they could just suck any kind of fun. <laughs> Did he have a lock of the, of the game, week? No, this stuff was so monotonous. Ugh. It's from the early XM days. We had to go back. I don't know whether we kept on that. But people would write, go, please stop that segment. <laughs> For the love of Christ, stop that segment. God, just rattling shit off. Yeah, because you can get so deep. And unless you have money, if you have money on it, your, your, uh, your ears are going to prick up because you're looking for anything. Some sort of reinforcement? Yeah, to get back to even. <laughs> you know, because... Uh, college football, you you are also looking at your own record and basing it yourself. Oh, I've, I've never really been on college football. Well, I mean, the things that we do every week now where you can just pick straight up, it's amazing how many bad picks that you make. I got killed. I, I know how many, know I went this week? Know how many fuck-up games I picked correctly? How many? Four. <laughs> Four! How is that even possible? Because you're terrible at Gambling. <laughs> you're, you're the worst fucking gambling I, person in any sport by humans or fucking horses. It's it's really, I'm fucking all science points to fucking stop gambling, but I'm really getting fucking annoyed. Do you know your percentage? Fuck zero, Shelby. It's, it has to be zero. Now, this is the funny thing. When we didn't go with the with uh, the line this year, you were saying it was the pussiest thing because everybody could pick without the line. Yeah. And now you're telling us you picked four right one week. <laughs> I feel if the line was there, I could have I could have turned it around. Because there's more luck with the line. You're right. When you get the line, now you're flipping a coin. It gets a little dodgy. I'll give you that. No, it's just flip. I mean, because you don't know if someone's going to win by 11 or 7 or the fact that somebody normally will get up by four, not feel the need oh. to kick the field goal to fucking I hate that cover. shit. So you're now taking strategy out of the game. And you're replacing it with luck. Alright, you're making some good points. I know. If, I... If, if the teams themselves 
start at four in the hole, yeah. then strategy would play into how they would play that game. <laughs> but the fact that they don't even know some dude. that they're, they're, they think that they're winning. <laughs> Yo, <you know? laughs> go for it! Go! If run it back! You motherfucker! But if there's an interception in the game and they don't run it back for a fucking pick six, I just want to fucking throw some shit out. But the fact of the matter is they would be risking their game <laughs> to run it back. So you're now taking sport out of gambling. It's fucking intense. Why would Walter just try to ride into a fucking hurricane and then for no reason become a lumberjack? Worst ending to any fucking TV show in history. Spoiler alert. Just the worst. I'm hitting up some message boards tonight. Now what is the new show everybody's going to be obsessed with? Not Low Winter Sun, that's for sure. What's the problem with Low Winter Sun? I've never seen it. But I, I noticed a joke on SNL the other night. It's just the show after the greatest show ever, so it, of course people are just going to hate it. But what is it about? It's just another cop show about some corrupt cops. And, I mean, putting it after Breaking Bad, it's not going to catch on. Did, did it... Has It's never been on TV yet? No, well... It, uh, yeah, this is they're probably in like their sixth or seventh episode now. Okay, so it was actually on after Breaking Bad. Yeah, trying to get that big lead in, but it's not like you have like a just like a good show with a ton of viewers. You have this the most critically acclaimed show ever, so it could be a good show, but it compared to Breaking Bad, it just looks like another cop show. Is it the most critically acclaimed show ever, Breaking Bad? It has to. I have not seen a show with this much hype. As a series finale. What about The Wire? Uh, it did not really have Sopranos? The at the end, did it have that much hype? Yeah. 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 The last fucking yes. Sopranos... Was insane. Was everybody was, uh, you know, freaking out. <laughs> and then went crazy, you know. But was its viewers, like, the highest at the end? At yeah. The last season? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sopranos was gigantic. It was the biggest non-network show, I think. Yeah, it was the it was the it was the first of this golden age of fucking television. It, it was it the started. beginning. <laughs> it was the reason. It literally was the reason that people said, "Look, we make good movies. Hollywood doesn't make good movies anymore." God, you know who's having a good time? David Chase. Why don't we just go do what David Chase has done? You know, yeah. That's why. That's why it was. Uh, that's why it started everything. Is because other people who had skills that were like being paid not to work, like, oh, we'll buy your script. But you know what? Now I guess we're not going to do no. it because there's an Never. action film that failed. Yeah. So we're cutting <laughs> back this year. So that's why they all went over. Um, and I think that The Sopranos, people obviously loved it, and it got a ton of awards, but Breaking Bad, it's winning awards, plus people are just analyzing every little thing and character and where thick shit could go. Here's the thing. You're probably too young to remember The Sopranos, where I was doing fucking radio in New York at the time, and the night after a Sopranos show... <clears throat> Was four hours Sopranos call. It's all people want to talk four about. Four fucking hours of people calling, saying, "Did you notice what exactly <laughs> was happening there?" Because I think for sure, the way Tony looked at him, he's dead. He's fucking dead next week. They were insane.
you could not, um, you know, uh, you would get the the five pinky rings would oh, yeah. come up. Um, here's Jimmy in Jersey. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah, Shelby, the thing you have to remember is when The Sopranos was out, it was the hottest show ever because people had never seen television like that before. And then when you have an ambiguous ending like that, everyone just lost their minds. Now, Breaking Bad, I think, is probably the second best show all time, but Sopranos is still number one. There's no doubt about it. Sopranos is always going to have that Elvis thing of being first. Yeah. So whenever you talk about who's the greatest rock star of all time, you honestly have to make a case of why it's Elvis, not Elvis, because it's assumed that it's Elvis. Because then you could always say, but look, Mick Jagger didn't even want to do this until he saw Elvis. He was the guy, yeah. Those were the guys, those were the reasons. Um... So, Shelby, you shouldn't be shitting all over the Sopranos. I don't think so much that he's shitting uh, on it, but he just doesn't really remember how big. I remember the mayor of New York would rush home at night and fucking watch the Sopranos. Like, everybody would just have to be in front of a TV. And then the next day, Giuliani would start a press conference Talking about the Sopranos with the reporters, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like, I don't, you know, this reminds me so much of what we did in Brooklyn because, you know, Giuliani fucking made his bones closing down the mafia. Um, here is, um, here's Jake. Jake, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Riding Bricks, talk to you. Chris, you're the best. Hey, um, can I follow these other great TV shows that are on? Kenny fucking Powers is on tonight and Return to Glory, he's the best. If they put uh, Kenny Powers... Now, did you not say it last night, Chris? I didn't watch it last night. There's a hint that he could be joining some kind of sports center type show, right? (laughs) There's a hint that that's what he's going to be going with. Um, But he has now has two kids. (laughs) What the fuck? He's in suburbia. Being the dad. Yeah, being the dad, blah, blah, blah. But there's a part of him that realizes that he's Kenny Powers. Yeah. And every year I'm like, oh, man, I wish they wouldn't come back because they can't, you know, (laughs) keep the pace going. But I have to admit, I'm sitting there last night going, this is a fucking great (laughs) idea, dude. If they make him the ex-jock, know-it-all. Yeah, the fucking color commentary dude or whatever. Well, I won't be doing com- color commentary. He would be doing one of those uh, kind of roundtable shows <laughs> of sitting around talking about sports. And there's all great fucking people that are going to be doing the show this year. It's it's a fucking hilarious character. Um, here's Tony. Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going today, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, this whole Kiffin thing, you know it's got to be more because he's just a dick than his wins and losses. Yeah. Because his own dad left to go with him, and he punched out at the end of last year and said, fuck this, I'm going back to the NFL. And I think that that's part of what cost him his job. You know what I mean? Because you got one of the great fucking minds of all time, defensive minds. And he's uh, out. And then when he left, it's like you should. But, yeah, there's something about that guy that's just, you know. People just don't dig. 
Maybe he's had some terrible secrets in his past. Like, no, just there's he's a guy that doesn't get along with people. He says the wrong fucking things to people. He's just a dick. He's just a fucking weirdo. Um, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. I was just calling to see when is our classic show last day of his internship. I'm going to miss him. Well, by the way, I've never, I never remember getting as many emails about people as we do uh, shelves. He's got a meeting later on today with a vice president uh, because certainly we'd love to keep him with the show, but if we can't do that, we'd love to keep him in the building, oh, yeah. Catholic Joe style. Mm -hmm. So this will be an interview that Shelby will probably fuck up with his own Lane Kiffin personality. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's so unlikable. He's pretty much a bad person when it comes off as. Shelby, uh, your favorite TV show back on Saturday Night Live. And then the following day, the reviews are pull the plug again. Really? Yeah. So I sent Shelby a thing <laughs> from, I think it was 1995, where New York Magazine did like an eight-page spread on why this once great show <laughs> should die 18 years ago or something. It's ridiculous. Every Even like a show, an episode like Melissa McCarthy, she hosts, and yeah. everybody, every sketch just kills, and they love it. You'll go through a comment check and on reviews. Oh, it hasn't been funny since Belushi. 77. It hasn't right. been funny since 90. It hasn't been funny since Will Ferrell left. It's all the same shit. I think like the cast... Like the, a lot of the featured players now, they're coming in just right off the bat and getting stuff done uh, even more than some of the regulars. So I think this is a cast that's going to be good for like years if they just keep building them up. Do you uh, do you think that those people are going to get their shots though? Because there's a lot of bodies on that show now. I mean, some they're going to have to get rid of some of the older people then. Yeah, like the. I mean, honestly, I think I with the weight like. Just a lot of the regular people get on. I think I could probably get on that show, just like hammer out one, two sketches a week. Like that Nassim girl, last night she's a regular player. She was on like one sketch. Yeah. Just, hey, shouting something out and then, okay. Yeah, but the that's, that's the problem. You don't want to be on the show and be that person. Yeah. You know? But it doesn't mean... Um, there's something fucked up about that show that, that half the people leave basically acting like they were in Vietnam for eight years, you know, and then the other half go on to become goddamn movie stars. But NBC would be crazy to get rid of that show. There's no chance. I mean, it's a fucking institution. But also, the other thing, too, is when you go back and watch the shows from 77 and 78, the last sketch is blue, too, then. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, the 12.30 to 1 o'clock sketches normally blow. That's why they put music there. It's the weird time. Oh, it's, it's, reviewers just love fucking having a target to fucking nail. But it's like it's like saying that you're mad at Monday Night Football because there was some bad games. Remember when we went through a thing where the Super Bowl would be a blowout every year? Yeah. Uh, but then the last ten years, they're like close. You still run into people who are like, I hate the Super Bowl. It's a blowout every year. And you're like, do you watch? No, they don't. At all? It's not a blowout every year anymore. They, they just fucking hear people saying fucking it's a blowout. And by the way, if it is a blowout, that's what happens in sports also. <laughs> it can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Notre Dame went to fucking play Alabama. It was a blowout. You, you, 
one team was just a lot better than the other team. Doesn't mean that that's somehow the end of fucking football. I do think the show needs to change with the times, obviously, because there could be sketch things on the internet that could be just as funny or get just millions of views that people love. And the political things, just with Colbert and Jon Stewart doing it every night, just crazy stuff, they're... The political stuff always seems to be Dated. lacking or not really packing a punch. Definitely an off election years. All right, so you know this show has to stay live, though. Yeah. Because that is what, that's the exciting fucking reason to, lie, to watch. So what would you do in those parameters? You've got to keep it live. I would stay with... I like that they're doing a lot more digital stuff, like the, just the quick thing, similar to what people would do on YouTube now that production values are getting easier. And just but that's not cameras. live. That's the yeah. problem. Then you ought to just say, uh, we'll do it a lot cheaper and we'll just have a YouTube show. The fact that it's not YouTube videos is cool. I would go in the opposite direction. I would make it more variety. Like, I would have somebody do a six-minute stand-up, probably in the middle of the show somewhere. Instead of having one musical act, I would have maybe two. The musical act used to be just fucking cool people. Now it's whoever a record company is willing to pay yeah. to put on. So that you take that money, it costs the show in terms of things. I also wouldn't have... The the guest host in every fucking sketch. You know what I mean? When you have a great comedic person, it helps. But when you grab, like, Tom Brady, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't ask him to do fucking seven sketches. It's going to crash and insane. <laughs> he should do a couple of sketches. I also would do this. They have such a history of people. What would be so fucking wrong to... Have a sketch with Mike Myers just once in the middle of the show. Yeah. Ha, you know what I mean? Like, play off the fact of that. But but critically, no matter what you did, people are going to bitch about it. And I know it's hard to write for that type of show since it's weekly and you're just trying to bang out as much as you can with good ideas. But I'd like to see if they could get away from every sketch being either a game show or a talk show. It seems like that's it's very, very true. A lot. But a lot of that has to do with viewers not being able to follow sketches these days. Yeah. You know, everything's so fucking self-reflective. The commercial parody of the uh, E-Meth cigarette I thought was fucking hysterical. And it will be here soon. People will be smoking E-Meth. Hey, you got E-Weed. Why not everything yeah. else fucking throwing? There's no reason that you couldn't do E-Crack. <laughs> You would think that HBO or Showtime would come up with a sketch comedy show where they could be more uncensored and go up against Saturday Night Live. I don't think they've ever tried that that I can think of. What was Mr. Show on? Wasn't that HBO? It was HBO. Oh, okay. Um, it's really hard to do a fucking sketch show. It's really hard. It's much more exciting to be there live than it is to watch on your TV. It's a totally different experience just like seeing a rock show is a totally different experience live seeing stand-up uh, is a totally different experience live um 
people just didn't, you know, Mr. Show it was a fucking great show. And it never had a lot of viewers. You didn't even remember it to bring it up. Um, here is um, Ben. Ben, you're on the Running Fez show. Hey, Ron. What's happening, yeah. man? Um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching for SNL for a long time. I mean, I was a little too young for the original cast, or even the Eddie Murphy years. But I, you know, around then I started watching those reruns. But the women they have on the show this year. A lot of the uh, featured players have stepped up to cast member, uh, but the females, Cecily Strong, A.D. Bryant, Vanessa Bayer, uh, McKinnon, whatever, um, they're the best women they've ever had on that show. I don't know. There's been like 10 years that, that women have dominated the show, and it used to be considered a dude's show, uh, but... To go back with Amy and Kristen Wiig, that they fucking they've run the show for like uh, ten years. Uh, the chick who does Ellen is unfucking believable. Yeah, Kate McKinnon. She's amazing. I think man. she was on. Uh, I think Logo, that the Gay Channel or whatever. They had a sketch show. They might still. So it probably doesn't get that many viewers. It's weird though. Like before, it used to be you would never have seen people before they went on Saturday Night Live. And now I'm watching um, Hello Ladies last night. Yeah. And one of the guys I, um, I recognize from Arcade Fire or Featured Player. Was it the... <laughs> the curly-headed guy. Yeah, he's, he was, he's on these, like, nuts things that were on, like... I think they just played him on Norm MacDonald or Jimmy Kimmel, where he would just play this guy that you wouldn't know... Is this person have like? Is this a bit or not? Like you knew it was a bit, but the way he played it was he was like a man in the street that was doing these like awkward interviews at just motocross places or the oh, beach. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, just poorly produced. You didn't know. Is and this there would guy be long, uh, fucking uncomfortable silences. Yeah, and he just tried to touch them or just mumble. It was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, now he's on SNL. Crazy. It's Have you seen the commercial that uh, keeps using the word crazy? Played all day yesterday from Chevrolet. I can't believe nobody. I, I looked it up. I go, this Chevrolet can't possibly be using this commercial with nobody complaining about it. It's it's. The, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's the two women in the commercial. Did played during football? Yeah, played during football, played all yesterday. Uh, well, I, I can play it for you here. It's on the iBang. Where, where is it on the iBang? What's it under? Corporate America. Not as everyone friendly as they think. I don't know. The Chevy Cruze offers an EPA estimated 36 MPG highway. That's crazy. Crazy efficient. 10 standard airbags. And you get Stabilitrack with traction control. That is like crazy protection. Mm. And this interior is insane. It is insane. Mm -hmm. I was going to say crazy again. See your Western New York Chevy dealers. Qualified less. I'm totally missing this. I want a Chevy. The way that they so glibly throw out the terms crazy and insane throughout this commercial. And no one has picked up on this. That how insulting that is to mental health care and mental I, health patients. Oh my God. I had no idea that's where you were going Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. <laughs> I did not even for a second. You didn't pick up on it when you heard it? Just how it's just, we're getting beat over the head with it? 
we don't sit around and say each other is crazy. We do it constantly. Everyone does it. When you disagree with someone, you say you're crazy. But it, I think it's a different thing. I mean, people shouldn't throw the word around so loosely. When when did this happen? <laughs> but I thought we were worried about fag. Now we're worried about crazy. <laughs> yes, we're this worried about all of it. The other, the other no C one's word? worried about it. Yeah, that's my point. No one has brought up how this commercial feels can free I, can... to attack insane, mentally ill people. You'd have to be crazy, seriously. To be offended by that fucking commercial. <laughs> I had no idea where your head was on this one. They just go over it. No, remember? You don't, we don't call each other crazy all the time. Or we don't call each other's opinions crazy. Yes, we do. But this do you is think a, being crazy is a good thing? No. I, I am crazy. And I'm that's that's what I'm saying. Institution. I, I get that you don't... I get that you're like, hey, why pick on a race or a sexual thing? Because they're not crazy. But I think that we can agree that <laughs> crazy is fucking not a good thing to be. And to point out things that are crazy makes sense for normal thinking people. Normies. I think I think it's very insulting. And when the Burger King commercial right, came out, let me out- say it from the beginning. Okay, because I I don't want you to go into a Burger King because I have no idea what that one is either. <laughs> I don't know that this is a thing. All right, it's up on the eye bang and see what what is it as? Corporate America, not as everyone friendly as they think. I don't know even that means. Because corporate America is always saying, no, we're always making sure that we're taking care of the needs of our customers. We're sensitive to people. This is really nuts. And this this is is really insensitive. You're fucking nuts, dude. (laughs) You're crazy. Not a great word to use. You're fucking whacked out, (laughs) bizarre, insane, paranoid. All right, let's go back. And I'm, uh, first of all, I need to white out so I can get back to try to find out. Because if you played this for me a million times, I would say lazy, probably, dumb, doesn't really push the, the product, but insensitive or cruel, no. But let me see it again. The Chevy Cruze offers an EPA estimated 36 MPG highway. That's crazy. Crazy efficient. 10 standard airbags. And you get Stabilitrack with traction control. That is like crazy protection. Mm. This interior is insane. It is insane. Mm-hmm. I was going to say crazy again. See your Western New York Chevy dealers. Oh, I want to hear more about that traction control. I don't get it. I don't get how you could be offended by that. Well, first of all, I'm offended that Chevrolet would think it's okay to keep using those words over and over again. We use those words over and over again yeah. on this show. You do too. And I'm more offended by mental health groups not calling them out on this. Why are they letting this thing go by? Your fucking eyes are four sides white. (laughs) This is the snap point. This is is you leaving Earth. It's done now. I was shocked when I saw this yesterday. And I'm sure it played all day Saturday, too. You're shocked because you think your toaster is trying to kill you. (laughs) 
Oh, my God, that takes wacky to a whole new level. Mentally ill people aren't buying cars. I hope not. <laughs> Yours would be fucking scarier. A mentally ill person driving a car. They should have groups representing them sticking up for them. I'm the only one that's pointing this out in the entire country. That, and that feels good to you? Yes. No, that I called them on it. I'm calling you on this. You fucking really are talking nuts now. It's over, man. You it's... call things crazy all the time. It's our new Chevy Cruze that has traction control and a carpeted steering wheel you can <laughs> smash your head against. Uh, See? In case you need the urge for that. Because that's <laughs> a normal well thing to do. That. That's a normal thing to do. That's acceptable. <laughs> Why don't we just say crazy is not a good thing? Um... Where are the health groups on this? What where health, are you, dude? Where are you, man? Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, I'm a disabled vet from the military. I, you know, like Fez, I have anxiety problems and uh, you know depression problems. I do not find this at all offensive. I wouldn't I mean, even have caught it. It's just, it's, it's, there's no way to take it as offense. I mean, if you're looking and, and nickel and diming over every little world, we fought, I, I fought and defended our country for free speech, and we can't get offended over every little word because it's not being intended to insult any group of people. I, I think, like, if they would have showed people that they came up and they're like, wearing, like, robes, and they're <laughs> spitting and drooling down their face, and then they said, you can't buy this car, you're crazy, you don't belong here, you're a crazy person, and should be taken out of society. I might be able to say, well, I can see that how, why that would offend some people, but saying a deal is so good that it's crazy and insane, we've done that forever. Remember the guy that used to sell the fucking... Crazy Eddie? Yeah, my price is so low, it's insane! Yeah. We're going crazy! I gotta go get those deals. Yeah, and you're like, those fucking speakers. Eight dollars? Yeah. For speakers that will last through one song? I gotta get them. <laughs> this go. deal is mentally ill. Um, hey, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan, it's Fez. It's hey. Fez, you are... It's not even being used in that context, man. It's it's like watching the X Games and seeing a stunt and going, "Wow, that was crazy!" or "That was an insane stunt." You're you're out of your freaking mind. This has to be a bit, man. You can't be that. It's got to be dull. a bit. No, it's you not. And, it's got to be think, a bit. And I think it's totally being used that way. The interior is so out of control, like a person uh, who is uh, uh, Fez, a, a Fez. mental patient on the loose. Fez, you need to have your fucking meds checked. You. This is the nuttiest thing ever. Did you stop taking them? Is that on Sunday? I get when you talk about gays not being accepted and stuff like that, but this is... I can't think of anything else but crazy, and not in the fun way. To, to spot this and be furious about it, there's something you're not doing right. I saw the headline, and I thought it was going to be like a study that showed that they were... Going towards a certain gender or race, but it was just some weird ad. <laughs> I didn't have any idea. Um, I know that Fez has called things crazy on this show 
and insane a million times. Every single day. A million times. Every day. Joe, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, this is a landmark, man. Fezzy, you finally lost your fucking mind. Ronnie, you need to run for your life, man. Get out while you can. Now, when the Burger, pay, uh, Burger King... Do you know how many fucking songs are called Crazy? Willie Nelson had a big song uh, by that. CeeLo had a big song like that. Seal had a big song like that. Uh, Beyonce had Crazy in Love. You're fucking nuts, dude. Seriously, your paranoia is frightening me right now. Those are also just, those are artists. These, this is a corporation that's supposed Why to be... Why do you care? It's supposed to be what? Selling cars. That's supposed to be friendly to uh, Americans of all kind. No, you're not... <sighs> Crazy is not a kind. It's not an ethnic group. It's something that can happen to some people, and then you get meds to get out of being crazy. You don't settle in and, and become happily crazy the way you have. I'm proud to be crazy. They You're not a crazy American. <laughs> As a crazy American, no. our people have brought so much to this country. Fez needs help. Oh, my God. I don't want my daughter bringing home one of those crazy people. If they did the same commercial, and I don't like to use this word, but inserted the word... Don't say oh, the N-word. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> if they put in, oh, this interior, it's retarded. People would be going insane. You know what? And I don't I just, like to use that word. I thought of it, and yet you did, and it just rolled off your tongue like I've heard you say it a million times. Um... If they would have said this, this would have really pissed people off. Cunty. <laughs> My God, this is interior is as soft as a cunt. <laughs> so get your cunt out to your local Chevy dealer. You're fucking nuts, dude. Seriously. You're not coming back. In the world I wow. Uh, Eric, you're on the Run and Fez show. So a couple of thoughts on this. First off, Fez, this is a this Chevy ad is actually run internationally. They're running it in uh, North America, including Canada and Mexico, and I have seen it in all of those locations. Number two, what words would you replace "crazy" and "insane" with? And number three, I agree with everybody else. This has got to be a bit. It's nobody a bit. Could be bit. No, if it's a bit, this. you're a fucking genius. Unless that yeah. offends smart people. I don't know. This is paranoia I, I, yeah, and psychosis. Yeah, I mean, if this is a bit, Fez needs to win an award. I think it's a bit to even find this thing. <laughs> to even know it. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't know it. I watch Red Zone. There ain't no commercials. I know, Scott Hansen don't still. play that game. No. Matter of fact, if they suddenly, you know, he's watching a game and they go to commercial quick, he pulls it back and goes, that's not something we do here on Red Zone. <laughs> Every single time. It's great. He just fucking shoves in their faces. You know what? We ought to do um, a thread next week where we jump on and, you know, watch the games together and maybe give out a prize during a quad box. It's a million days of Christmas. There wasn't a quad box this week that I saw. I didn't see a single quad. Definitely not in the one o'clock games. And that's the only place you're going to get them, no. to be totally honest. What words... 
can we use? Oh my God, you went back to him. I just thought we were getting out of it. <laughs> if the if the joke of the commercial was they keep using the same word over and over again, you could have used anything. She could have just kept using the word awesome over again, and could have gotten corrected on that. Corrected how? I was going to say, I said fantastic. I thought you were going to say awesome. It would have been the exact same joke of this dull commercial. Oh boy, I don't even know what. Uh, you realize that there were no human beings that were mentally deficient or challenged in this at all, right? Yes. It was just two people saying that this deal is so good, it must be unreal, i.e. crazy. That's how we have said. These are crazy prices. Prices so low, you're going insane. You've never gotten furious about these commercials before. See, I think that's the same excuse as saying that's so gay and saying, no, I didn't mean it in a homosexual way. And I'm looking at you now, and your eyes are not fixating on me. They're rolling back and forth. I don't know what they're doing with your meds, but the paranoia is gigantic now. And where are the mental health groups that stuck what, up, that what, went what, after Burger King in their you, commercial, but you not this one? You pause while I talk, but you don't <laughs> even respond to me. It's like I'm not even here. I'm just I I, I don't know what I don't know what to do anymore. I, I don't know what to fucking do anymore. Phil, you're on the run of Fed show. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh, the crazy thing is how that was shoehorned into a mid. SNL conversation. Yeah, what started this uh, bit? Did you say something was crazy? Did I say something was crazy? You said something was crazy and that made it go off in my head. Why aren't you furious with me then? <laughs> Why don't you ever stop me and say what you just said is offensive? I'm sorry. That's what I mean you respond to me. <laughs> I said I'm, we shouldn't use those words. I'm going to use it all the time. I'm going to fucking use it more than ever. I want you to talk to your shrink and come back. They're fucking filling you with some kind of pills that are making you nuttier rather than less nuts. Crazy is not a good place to be. <laughs> no, and that's what I'm saying about this commercial. I'm telling you. this. Forget the commercial. I'm telling you. You're on the edge somehow. This is insane talk. You're hallucinating, but with your ears, you're seeing. You're, you're seeing and hearing things that aren't happening. I seem to have checked the box for crazy pills, <laughs> not non-crazy. My mistake. See, why aren't you mad at him for saying crazy pills? Oh, I know why. Because it's not offensive. That's why you're not mad at him. Come on. You're looking at your TV, and you're trying to understand every moment what should offend you <laughs> and where groups are. Uh, um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, if a comedian has a good night and he kills, is he endorsing murder? No, he killed his set. Oh. But what I'm about sorry. people who've had someone in their life murdered? That's got to be awful when they hear the word killed. That's got to stop. Andrew in Atlanta, you're on Run a Fez show. 
Yeah, hey, Ronnie, I'm a new fan, um, and I think somebody mentioned this earlier that it's a bit, but it makes perfect sense that it should be a bit, because he's playing a character that gets offended by everything, and that points out how ridiculously, like, oversensitive Americans have become to everything. It's brilliant, Fez. You keep it up, man. That bit will finally be revealed at my funeral. <laughs> After I die from this, Fez will stand up at my funeral, do a hilarious fucking monologue. <laughs> <laughs> How this was a character that he played for many years. I, I feel like I'm in the fucking prestige. That's how <laughs> guarded this is. Someone actually wrote in, and I missed it, that Fez literally just said they'd have to be insane to say retarded. <laughs> Using their language, yes. It's language. It's our language. Human beings. So, Fez, you're you're crazy. It's, it's <laughs> Are you allowed to call things crazy then and insane? I would be allowed to call myself crazy or insane. Wait, let's let's just make sure of this. You see yourself as a crazy American, a minority group. Yes, a mental health patient. Yes. Fuck. Oh, <sighs> gonna get some grass. Who identifies themselves that you way? You can't. <laughs> Do you know how many friends I know that see therapists who don't view themselves as crazy people? They're dealing with some things in their life they have not taken the colored pencil and colored themselves in as crazy that's just one of the things about me i'm also a gay american that's another minority no because at least with crazy you went in and got fucking treatment you haven't gotten any gay treatment yet no <laughs> i don't know what the fuck to go with this <laughs> This is why I don't own a handgun. I'd shoot myself now. <laughs> I'd fucking shoot myself in the head, and then I would shoot Fez. Because I'm always forgetting everything I'm supposed to do. Um, Doc, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Fez uh, refers to the nut hut all the time. It's like nothing. He, he's allowed to do these things, but no one else can. But he didn't even come up with the word nut hut. That's something he lifted from me. Oh. <sighs> I feel like I'm insane today. It's spreading. Chris, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Fez, maybe the people that back all the crazies aren't coming out because they know the definition of these words, and the second and third degree of definitions of these are for insane is immoderate or wild, like insane jealousy, or very foolish and absurd, took insane risks behind the wheel. There's one That's definition so offensive. which means one thing, Come but there's on, multiple man. definitions so for these words. Offensive. Crazy people who listening somewhere could have been offended. Uh, Ray, you're on Run Fed Show. I agree with Fezzi on this one. Uh, 30 years ago, everyone said retarded, and now maybe in 30 years, people will be watch what they say when they call people crazy. Or well, they never said crazy. retarded on fucking TV commercials, except for in Boston. I was watching a thing up there, and they went like this This sandwich is retarded good. <laughs> <laughs> I want that sandwich. Come out to O'Malley's and get retarded drunk. This version was so much better. Yeah, I know. I don't think that song helps anything in the country. No, it's like, let's get retarded, you know. 
Fez, I should be playing good, no good with you. That's got to be your fucking bit now. Um, Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Opie and Anthony are always making fun of other shows in October, and Fez is going to be a perfect hole. They can just make fun of him all day. Why, why does he have to be such a hole on the show? It's not that he's a hole on the show. He's a hole in life. He looks for things to get offended by. How? And by the way, how long were we talking that you weren't involved in the conversation and then just explode all over this really forgettable commercial? All right. How many times did you watch it? How many times did it play before you realized... It was being offensive to crazy people. Well, I, when I first saw it, I was shocked. No one can be shocked by this thing the first time they see it. It's a fucking... And then I was amazed at how often it was playing yesterday. Why aren't you watching Red Zone? My Red Zone is out. I only get certain channels because my cable is screwed up. Where'd you watch the games at yesterday? I watched. I watched them um, at home. I was able to get some Fox for a little bit yesterday. Oh my God, what do you got? Rabbit ears? That's what it feels like. My Time Warner co- goes in and out. By the and way, I, have I, no I hope that's zone. not offensive to people with long ears when oh I say rabbit ears. God, awful. Why don't you got the illegal internet access? Yeah, watch it on your watch the games on your computer. Well, I've got that too. That's where I put the Bucks game. And oh, oh, bootlegger, bootlegger. Also, you told us you were done with the Bucks <laughs> because <laughs> of the stand your ground law, and that's being looked at in the fall. <laughs> what, what are you talking You're a about? Liar! You said a you crazy maniac liar. You said you would not watch the Bucks anymore. It includes this season because of fucking Trayvon. You should have a business card that says, Fez Watley, my word is shit. And just hand that to people. And why would you want to even watch the Bucks? Come on. Oh, God. Bucks please, Cardinals? Believe me. I had it on the red zone. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I was texting my sister-in-law. Cracking the fuck up. Um... Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Um, you know, you used the term quad box earlier, and that yeah. could be really offensive to anybody who's ever dated a quadriplegic. I, I think you might need to apologize for that. I do I apologize for everything people. I've ever said. Every word that we say is offensive. Every crazy fucking nut word. Now, um, it is amazing how offended we can get in this world. I mean, Fez is a great example. This I mean, you're prime. always a great example of how not to be. And I'm fucking very serious about that. You would be like the before picture of happiness, whatever it would happen to be. Most people say, oh, when I came out as gay, a whole new world opened to me. Hmm. And Fez came out as gay and then crawled into a smaller, tighter closet. This this has to stop. A crawl space, if you will. <laughs> you gotta get out of the crawl space, Fez. I mean, you can't be watching fucking commercials over and over again, th- seeing things that aren't there. You gotta get rid of your TV. Well, you, Time Warner has gotten rid of most of it for me. And you're okay with that? 
No, I just can't get anyone. They missed the appointment they were supposed to come out and fix it uh, when that was supposed to happen. So, And I haven't been able to get another appointment. Uh, it, I swear to God, it sounds like I'm talking to my grandmother right now. You're probably about to knock on the door, and on the <laughs> other side, they heard like, How can I do this? What the crazy? Roof! Roof! <laughs> Fucking you guys coming up to Fez. You're going to keep your dog quiet. I don't have one. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Marshall, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, the the reason Fezzy wants to play the victim so much is because then it removes him from responsibility and from taking control of his own life, you know? He does want to change the world instead of himself. He really does. He would think that if the world would finally get perfect, then he would be happy. I'm not playing the victim with this. I'm the only one in the country standing up to Chevrolet. You're not standing up to Chevrolet. You're talking nuts in here. You're doing the exact opposite of making a point. The exact opposite. As a matter of fact, you're having us rally around a commercial we've never seen before. And act like we care about this commercial um, we've never seen once in our life. Uh, Travis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, I want to know if you'd be offended if I told you I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That's been on for a million years, and no one's ever been offended. Uh, Chris in Louisiana, you're on Run Fez Show. Uh, hi. Um, I, this whole thing has been a work for the past seven years, hasn't it, Ronnie? If it is a work, it's a work that I'm not in on. And can this I is thank the greatest you? work of all time? The slow con has gone has gone down. Um, can I thank you for something? What's that? I think you guys kind of saved my life, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't be sober today if I hadn't listened to you guys. And I'm just. I love you guys, so thank you very much. This is the first time I've ever tried to call into a radio station sober. It sounds like... And I love you guys. It sounds like you've called this from bed, though. It's like you're just oh, wiping God. your eyes. I love you, man. Oh, I love you, too. All right, see Thanks. you later, Chris. I'm glad, uh, happy for your sobriety, but really that's offensive to drunks right now. You're making Chris Stanley <laughs> feel bad about his drunk self. Yeah, I feel, I'm hurt. I feel less than... Fucking throwing it in my face, Chris. Thanks for nothing. It would be the greatest work of all time. And I'd be glad that they sacrificed the last seven years of a career for it. If I found out that it was just... That was... This is just a long practical joke being played on me. Um, John in Tennessee, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I know Fez doesn't like the name of the Washington Redskins. I wonder if he would think it'd be more appropriate for them or any other NFL team to be the Brownskins. No. Uh, Dan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I, uh, I just heard the dish hopper. I honestly think it's crazy how I could just skip commercials. Is that offensive? We, we know now that Fez never uses the product that he sells. And that's because normally he's at first row sports, just staring <laughs> at his fucking 
<laughs> bootleg. By the way, how do they stay on the air? I have no fucking clue because they have everything. Yeah, they have the fights, anything yeah. you want to watch. And it, you, maybe like um, a couple of years ago, it was like dodgy, like it would drop out yeah. a lot. Now it's no. fine. Now it's like watching your TV. Yeah. I think they just have a. They're just all in Europe, and like there's, there's, the companies have no jurisdiction to nail there's these guys. There's nothing they can do to stop them. Yeah, and they figure only a fucking scumbag would sit around watching <laughs> first row sports instead of comfortably watching their TV. Yeah. Well, you know what? You could hook a fucking HDMI cable from your computer to your television. So there you go. It still looks like shit, though. I've well, when you pull it up big, yeah, it gets look yeah, really it gets bad. Yeah, really fucking bad, and then it starts to buffer again. <laughs> I hate my fucking life so much. But it's free. Why doesn't anything work? Because <laughs> it's bootlegging from Europe. Uh, all this technology, and it just makes us more and more aggravated. <laughs> um, Jay, you're on the Run and Fez show. million bucks is always Ronnie. Million bucks, Listen, too, my friend. I've been with you since early days of uh, NEW. Four Fez came out of the closet. Now, Pep, don't get uh, offended by my expression here, but this one-trick pony hmm. uh, act of being outraged at every other fucking thing has got to stop, man. I mean, it's the same shit every fucking day, Ronnie. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's really getting old. It's re everything's offensive. It's just ridiculous. Come up with another bit. Or just sit there quietly and grasp the fucking table. See, they get upset if I talk, they get upset if I don't talk. It's not they, it's one guy. It's <laughs> Jay. He doesn't represent humanity. And what he's saying is he would like you to talk, but to come in and be amusing, not constantly outraged at things that it's impossible to be outraged about. It's not it's there. It's impossible for anyone to be offended by that commercial. Only... The craziest people would. Fez just saw this commercial. It was the only TV I'm sure he saw that day. And just saw this commercial over and over again. And eventually just heard the word crazy. I'm sure he didn't see it over and over again. I'm sure he fucking TiVo'd it and just kept watching it over and over again. Sitting in his own fucking urine and spittle. Why are they laughing at me? Don't fucking hurt my dog! <laughs> He's just fucking sitting on top of uh, corpses of children. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tommy, you're on the Run Fez show. Uh, yeah. What I don't understand, I mean, I understand why Fez would be upset by them using crazy constantly because, I mean, he's actually been, you know, institutionalized before. But I don't understand why he's taking it to this different level of, like, projecting it as if everyone should be outraged and these, like, special profit groups should come in and start attacking the corporation. Why doesn't he just say, like, it offends my sensibilities that they say crazy so often i thought i did i was and i'm a, actually shocked when i when i was kicking uh fucking uh drugs and alcohol i was part of this group of like-minded uh people and we would sit around and talk about how difficult it is and what we were doing to be helpful and stuff and there were people offended by a movie there were two of them that were so offended by what about Bob? Because they felt that that movie made fun of anxious people at, 
and everyone else is like, stop being a cunt. <laughs> it is funny when you're anxious. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're better off laughing about anxiety than you are acting like it needs to be held as precious. Um, you are going to offend. People get offended by everything right now. Everything. It's what fuels things, just of being offended. It's, I think it's what fuels a lot of people. Um, when um, we had the uh, writer Chuck um, Klosterman on this show, and he said he's at the age now where anything that offends 100 people should be stopped. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's never interacted with the public. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, every story he writes offends at least 100 people. Everything offends people. Yeah. People get offended. But whoever said that you're not supposed to be offended in life? You, you, life isn't supposed to be this most comfortable thing. Some people talk loudly. Some people walk too slow. Some people walk too fast. Try to fucking be cool. That's all you can do. Or go around and be fucking pissed off constantly. That ain't no way to be. But some people do. They take the Larry David angle where they enjoy being fucking pissed off. They love it. Um, hey, Tony, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. Think I lost you, brother. Here's Jeff in Columbus. You're on the Run of Fest show. Ronnie, love the show. And my friend, I got to tip my hat to you. A couple weeks ago, you were mentioning that you got an advanced screen of the movie Prisoners. Yeah. And you you brought up that line because you didn't want to ruin the movie for anybody, but you still couldn't believe that they had one line on there that got a big laugh, and it was that, could you do it again, that whole angry as a Wolverine? Oh, <laughs> I'm as angry as a Wolverine. That's right. Um, so I actually went to the movie to see that, and I was waiting the whole movie for that line. It was never in it, buddy. And, and, and I, I, I feel like the biggest rube. I told all my buddies that Ron Bennington should get at least eight bucks from the from the producers and directors of that movie because you're the only reason that I went to see that movie to see that damn line. Yeah, and everyone around here just stood here slack-jawed. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. That's ridiculous. How? Why would they write that? I'm as angry as a Wolverine. <laughs> well, the kids are gone. No matter what you talk about, you piss people off. You can't get around it. You can't get around it. Uh, Patrick, Florida, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez. Yes. If me and you and another friend were sitting around, and you and we started giving you shit like Ronnie and Chris do, would you sit there and take it two or three times a week? Why do you take such bullshit from these guys? I don't get it. Stand up for yourself. I You're think I am. I'm show. explaining my position here. And, you know, uh, here's well, the thing, Patrick. You believe that, huh? It's not like he isn't free to say, fuck you guys, or you guys are assholes. That's a freedom that he has. He can do it anytime he wants. He chooses not to. He, For whatever reason, he chooses not to respond to me. <laughs> no matter what comes up. 
If I leave here having a bad day, I'm not going to get a call from Fez that says, oh, hey, we need to straighten this out. Mm -hmm. Or I've been thinking about the show, yeah. you know, and here's what I think. It never happens. Strange. That's all strange. Yeah. It's always been strange. Why try to figure out any one part of it? It's all nuts. Uh, yeah, I go as far as to say it's crazy. You're what? Hey, 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 easy, easy. Crazy. Um, here's um, Doug. Doug, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh, I was just uh, wondering, whatever happened to Fez and Stalker Patty getting married? It, there's never a payoff to the bit. Whatever happened to him not watching the Bucks anymore? Whatever ha happened to him not going to movies or watching Batman? Or he just says these things, and they don't happen. It's just a fucking weird work. Look at his business card. What's Fez Watley, my word is shit. Oh, you can't have it on your business It's all right there. Those? It's all right there. There's never been a payoff. There's never going to be a payoff. We thought we were going to be meeting Fez's gay friends and lovers, oh. and that was going to be a very funny storyline. Nothing, because he's not gay either. I am gay. Really? Yes. How many dates have you been on? None. Then let's stop saying it. How many years? No. How many years out? No dates? We never know. That changes all the time. Everything just... There's no payoff. Um, Rob, Texas, you're on the Run the Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I just was going to recommend a website to Fezzy. Uh, try uh, looking up uh, crazygaybus.com and see if that offends him. Oh, jeez. Crazy Gay Butts? Bus. B-U-S. I'm familiar with the Bang Bus, but this Crazy Gay Bus, I don't know if I've ever been that there. That seems like you'd really get arrested being on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The Crazy Gay Bus. Christ almighty. Oh, God. That's a train. Yeah, turn it off, please. It's more of a van than a bus. Well, what's the real difference? You got to have windows to be of us. I feel like, uh, yeah, mul multiple windows. I saw that Brazil is the last company, and now they are stopped making the old VW microbus, which was like really one of the famous. Vi like you could see someone in that thing and know exactly who they were. <laughs> <laughs> you would fucking know. The, that was a soft person who smoked weed. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. I didn't even realize they were still making them in, in Only Brazil. Only Brazil. And the reason why they're not making them anymore is they would have had to come up with airbags and <laughs> something else for safety reasons. I forget what it was. It's great they were still making them without fucking airbags. Yeah, they were made, yeah if you want to ride this, this is what you're doing. I'm sorry, a motorcycle doesn't have a fucking airbag either. <laughs> Um, here's Dave. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez. Uh, somebody brought this up earlier, but you kind of just blew it off. I want to know what you have to say for yourself, Fez, 
About what? All those times that you referred to your various uh, institutions that you've been in as the nut hut. Do you have anything you want to say for yourself, Ben? Yes, I'm the patient. I'm allowed to say that. Oh, okay. I thought I thought so. I thought that it was going to come down to you Here's being allowed to do that. On, on some level, it was going to be, I'm not a corporation. I don't have to be friendly to everybody. I'm the patient. Got it. Okay. Whatever the opposite of lead by example is, is the way Fez leads his life. So he demands niceness. He demands um, people yeah, do good work, be thoughtful, be responsible. Yeah. And then he won't have to. I wish there was a fucking steel spike in this room. No. I would run right into it. No. That right would... through my fucking brain. <laughs> That's the worst way to go. My last line, I would be like, Are you satisfied? No! I was running into it. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, Fez isn't even really crazy because they keep spitting him right back out again after a week. Yeah. And nothing changes the whole time he's in there. Weird. Unless you count not getting fired or suspended, which seems to me a sane per person does. <laughs> like any of the things that come up about Fez, they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to have this other work done. That should be changing everything. Yeah. That's really sane thinking. That's not something an actual crazy person would go, hey, how do I get out of this? Ugh. People would talk about this all day. I'm just saying, packed phones of people who want to call him a hypocrite. How many times he called his mom crazy over the years? Blah blah blah. Oh, do you want to know what's crazy? What? <laughs> Fez is bringing his mom, sister, niece, and aunt here for Thanksgiving. So oh. then he says, "I got to find a restaurant. Um, it doesn't have have to be turkey or a traditional meal." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> This is so weird. This is crazy. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Because I thought since we were doing everything different this year, I would do something different with the food as well. Just keep that theme going. Who's we? Us here in this room, we're all doing something different this year? Are we going No, out me, my family. Oh, we, my family. You should. You should take them out for hot dogs. <laughs> oh, God. Ate a hot dog for dinner last night. It was delicious. Did you? Yeah, it was great. Where did you get from? No, I just made them. Went to the store, bought some sabrettes, boiled those fuckers up. How'd you make them? Boiled them. I never see you as a guy who does even the slightest bit of cooking at home. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, when it's not fucking dollar pizza night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll cook it up. It you always said your house going like this? I could go for a fucking dollar pizza. <laughs> it's right across the street. Let me find some change. <laughs> I got a mason jar filled with change that fucking pays for pizza, yeah. So I gave him a collection of places that do make turkey dinners. Yeah. But you could blow that off and do your other... Non-traditional. I didn't know you were a non-traditionalist. Get surf and turf. Have a surf and turf meal. <laughs> Going out for gyros tonight. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> it's weird. Thanksgiving of all days. I'm hoping for sleet that day. <laughs> I'm going to think it was going to be an another uncomfortable trip with Fez, another dead parent. So that's the last time it's that happened up, before. Right? Oh, man. This isn't good. She'll be good in the sleet because I know she's got a great umbrella. You got to get that thing back. I mean, if you don't get it back. I'm as mad as a Wolverine. <laughs> I got to see this movie. That's good. What was the big movie over the weekend? Meatballs. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Is that the one with Bill Murray in it? Where you make one friend this summer? I think you made a cameo. <laughs> if you can make one friend this summer, you're doing okay for yourself. And Don John came out this weekend, too. Ah, Don John. Yeah. Oh, and the Metallica IMAX movie came out. Metallica Through the Never. It's a weird fucking title. Master, Master of Puppets, yeah! I think I've had a lifetime filled with Metallica now. <laughs> You're not going to see him again? No, I think I'm done. I enjoyed. I'm done. Jesus, where the Millers are still in the top ten for box office. That's crazy. How oh, much does it make? Oh, sorry. Sorry. See what he did? I, I heard it. I apologize. No, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> That's as crazy as two men getting married. <laughs> That's totally fucking insane. It's really bad. You know, I was down at uh, City Hall the other day in the... And the records part where you have to go f and to get any kind of uh, records. I forget what it's called. Um, somebody's office. The clerk office. Yeah, the clerk office. And it's a gigantic place. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. It really looks like it's out of Hudsucker. <laughs> like, I just want to fucking run down and yell, I've got a blue letter! It's the nicest of any type of shit you have to deal with, getting like uh, documents in New York City. So a lot of people were there getting their marriage licenses stuff. Yeah. And remember when I told Fez that after the initial rush, gay people really didn't get married in the city. You had that opening weekend. I was wrong, and I apologize. So many gay people getting married, but they're kind of elderly gay people. Holy shit. And I think it's like when people go, I, we want to get our money shit straightened out in case one of us dies or whatever. But I saw so many older lesbians and so many older gay dudes getting licenses that, you know. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it really was. They had people with them? Like it was a big to-do? Um, it's never a big to-do down there. But, yeah, they they would have people with them. And they were, you know, doing it just, just tons of people get married on any given day. Um, but I was actually going, they really are on it. Uh, I'll say of all the people I saw getting married, there was a very higher, there was a higher percentage of gays getting married than, uh, than you would think in a city the size of New York. That's fucking nuts. And none of them were young. Not one? Not I didn't see couple? any couples that were young. And I was just thinking, well, these are probably people who think now's the time to get our shit straight. You know, so it's more of a financial move than anything else. For any of them, I know in that in that part of it that you could buy like crochets and shit last minute, like bouquets of flowers. For anyone. Yeah, everybody was doing that. There <laughs> was the two things that I saw were uh, a huge part of that and a huge part of kind of international 
marriages, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. ethnic groups and different countries. And I thought it was a very interesting thing to clock out on. Did, out, did the gay couples outnumber the straight? No, I don't think they outnumbered, but they did make a very noticeable percentage. Nice. It's interesting, too, because it's not even traditional wedding season for anyone. This isn't a traditional wedding. This is people showing up and getting married real quick and not having, you know, a party or anything. Stamping like a fucking yeah. This is just where out. you go and get married in five minutes. Um, but it's packed if you want to do that at any given time. Um, here's uh, Sean, San Francisco. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Tez, your idea for Thanksgiving dinner is completely crazy. I just have to tell you that. That's offensive. I don't think it is. Not, I really don't. Not at all. Now, here's another thing that's crazy, Fez. Um, remember when you said that no one is going to be nostalgic from anything from this time? There's nothing to be nostalgic about for people in the future. Yeah. And then I said, but we never know what we're going to be nostalgic about. We're very nostalgic. It's very rare that we're nostalgic about things that we know are great. You tend to be nostalgic about things that you took for granted or just thought of as everyday things. Sure. You know, um, and that's why so many people are nostalgic about certain things in their childhood, because you just had always thought, well, this is the way life is. It's not that the the things that you were used to, you never thought of them being invented or no or going away. There's a piece up on the eye bang that is just phenomenal to me today, and that is, and, and I bring up about being nostalgic for the early days of the internet and so many things that you look on on here you really did not think of uh, at the time but as soon as I saw what the old AOL welcome screen looked like <laughs> yeah I was like Jesus Christ yeah where it had it was it wasn't like you didn't type in web pages you just had buttons that you could you would on. have buttons and you thought of the internet if you were an AOL user, as just AOL. Mm -hmm. And now when you look back on it, AOL went almost as a way to fool people and say, this is the entire universe. Just stay in AOL's fucking yeah. shit. But they gave you a lot of things. Yeah. It was and, you know, all like, sorts, everything you can think of, pretty much. Yeah, like, oh, here's where you go to talk about sports. Here's where you go to talk about this. And you're like, well, this is fucking amazing. I'm talking to other people across the country and world. Now, the modem with the phone down on it, did you ever have one of those, Chris? Uh, no, I had the, I guess I had, I had the moments right after that, but I never had one of the ones where you put the receiver on the end. I only saw this used once in my life, and it was pre-really being able to get on the internet and maybe people know about the internet would know about this but it was a comedian marty something and he brought his computer from la to uh somewhere on the east coast and he's this huge fucking setup <laughs> and then he put it on an airplane with him and this is like mid-80s and he was telling me how excited he was going to be 
to read the local bulletin boards. Oh, yeah. Because you still had to make long-distance calls, right? So he lived in L.A., and he would read the L.A. bulletin boards. But now we were going to be somewhere on the East Coast, and he was like, I think it was like Jacksonville, and he was like, I just can't wait to check out their bulletin boards. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> and when he showed it to me i'm like well this is about as dull as anything could be this is never going to catch on yeah the, those are the yeah the old bulletin boards the bbs systems or whatever i never really went on any of them i remember a different name ah oh, fuck i can't think of what, it usenet Yes. Usenet was, uh, I think it's still even around now, but Usenet was like the, a big like, forum for yeah, people to fucking post whatever on. Yeah, it was Usenet. I think that was it. And the only reason why I went to them is like listeners said, well, there's a board about your show. <laughs> and I went on there. I was just like, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> it felt so crazy at the time to think that you could watch people talk about what they liked or thought sucked about you. Yeah. That it was like in, immediately like, well, this is the most fascinating thing ever. <laughs> to see someone write about you seemed insane to me. And like in real time, too, like they could be doing it as you're watching it, you know? It was really on, you know, uh, now, what would you call that disc thing? I guess it was just a disc? A floppy disc. Yeah, that you would get to be on AOL and get your first 15 free hours or whatever. Yeah. I remember uh, when it, when I had it, there was like you know twenty three hours or for the month, and then I didn't realize it was like five bucks a minute. Oh yeah! You were, if you were online for a minute, it was like five dollars over your allotted time. Do you ever and, forget to sign off? And I think what people did was eventually just go, "We're not paying you, dude. We will quit." <laughs> and they had to come up with a different way of making money. Yeah, I was a little I was a kid. It was like 93 or something around AOL and I racked up like a $1000 fucking bill because I was online. My parents didn't realize it either. So yeah, we just didn't use AOL anymore. Um Here's Scott in Florida. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hi guys, how you doing? Um I used to have Prodigy. I did not have AOL. When I was in high school, I had Prodigy, which was which was the same thing, sports scores, news, and then I took it down to college, which was uh, in another state, and that's where I discovered the real internet, which was NCSA Mosaic, which was done by some college in Illinois, which is the first real web browser that resembles today's web browsers. And it freaked me out because I could read my hometown newspaper on the computer thousands of miles away. Um, yeah, when I first started to be able to do that like the newspaper the place that i grew up at uh that was just mind-blowing to me anywhere yeah anywhere you were you could read it, it was um, a computer. web crawler is up on here i completely forgot all about that <laughs> oh yeah that was that was the big search engine or uh, one of but i wonder why something like that didn't stay it's really, it's like back then it was like Webcrawler and like Lycos and Ash Jeeves and Yahoo and like all of, there was so many different places to go to search for shit on the internet. I, here's the other one, the AOL chat listing rooms. Remember that? <laughs> oh, it was in them constantly. If now, you had AOL, you were in fucking chat rooms. Now, Shelby, you don't remember this at all, right? I, he just said Ash Jeeves, I remember that, but no. 
As Jeeves was about, what, 12 years ago or so, 13 years ago? Yeah, it was like the late 90s. And now that just became ass.com, I believe. Yeah. Um, but the AOL chat listing, to get in there and find a room to call people an asshole... <laughs> just talk shit. ...about Tarantino... You know what I mean? Like, for some reason, it seemed like to me that Tarantino and the internet started becoming like everyday things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that you could go and, and for me, being a movie fan, to be able to like put in and then read articles or interviews that he did in other places or in London. I just thought that that shit was um, insane. Um... I think here's Gary. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, do you remember Net Zero? It was the free internet. I remember that. Um, but there was a shitload of advertisements every time you logged in. It was really fucking slow. Yeah, it blew up for like a, like a year or two. I think it's still yeah. around, but it blew up for a year or two. It was just it was free like modem access internet, but you had a giant banner right over everything you fucking looked on on yeah, online. Yeah, every time you served the web, I called. But there was AOL, Prodigy, Net Zero. Um, that was like the three major ones back in the nineties, and then uh, it slowly died out. Well, even here, look at what the old Yahoo page used to look like. <laughs> now, the weird thing is that is more familiar to me than if I went to Yahoo right now. You know what I mean? Like, no. to me, that's the way it looks. Well, then, well, now it's just fucking busy. They're just constantly throwing shit at you. Um, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying, obviously, it's not better, but once you have something ingrained in you, and most websites, no matter what they are, change what they look like every year or two. Yeah. No matter what it is. Now, this um, this picture of these four girls, yeah. and I had no idea this, is supposedly the first picture ever uploaded to the internet ever it's the first were one. you familiar with that yeah um it's from um cern where they have the, like the now they have the large hedron collider it's these people were working back then and they uploaded this first image to the internet and this is the four chicks from the who were working there all right look at this geo uh cities thing <laughs> where you were supposed to type in the entire url yeah and then that was considered even easier the other thing that was so funny about web pages in those days is remember how everybody would have the little Casio thing playing? Oh, of course. As soon as you went there, it just started playing really bad MIDI music. It was awful. <laughs> it was the worst, dumbest <laughs> shit ever. And you're like, well, these motherfuckers must be serious. They got everything <laughs> happening. Um, here's uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, do you remember that search engine that was called Dogpile? No. No. It, was, it was out there. I used it a couple times, but it just, I never heard of it again. I don't remember. If anybody remembers that, 866. I think I might have heard of that. Ron Zero Fez, 866. Ron Zero Fez. Uh, but it is weird, and this to me is, you know, the entire nostalgic thing, that some of this stuff was that you did not know that you were nostalgic for it. Now, E-World, when I got a Mac, I was on that. And the weird thing about E-World is that if you went in, and I think it only lasted a couple years, and it never was busy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you went into 
any post would only have like two or three, you know, respondents on yeah. it. And the chat rooms never filled up, right? <laughs> um, but what was really great and weird about it, if you went into a chat room, it was like being in a comic strip. So your avatar, Chris, would come walking in. What? You would pick one of the avatars. And then when you would say something, it would be like a balloon that would go up. That's and your cool. chat would appear. It's pretty fun. Um, but I remember I would always pick this thing that would be had like have like a bag head, a guy with a bag over his head, and I would just stay in character <laughs> and go, "I'm never taking this bag." And people would be like, "Dude, we're talking about the fucking cowboys." You know what I mean? Why do you just keep bringing up this thing? But it's a I'd cartoon. always act like I was in an improv class just to piss people off. I never went into a chat room for any other reason than the fucking being a fight. Um, here's uh, John in New Jersey. You're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, buddy. Uh, I remember when I had AOL, they would they would mail you occasionally these CDs that allowed you a certain amount of hours for free. Sure. And I used to go in the supermarkets when I was a kid and uh, go to the aisle with the magazines and rip open all the, the plastic ones for the computer magazines and steal all the hours and just stack them up. And I, and I also remember distinctly the first time I saw some of my buddy's Jim's house, and he was the genius-slash-creepy kid who, who discovered porn. So we're downloading a JPEG file of, like, some girl's tits. It took, like, seriously, like, two hours just slowly, slowly lowering. It's fucking great. That was all. That was back in the day. I remember the fucking scroll porn. Um, I remember on AOL, like I, I like um, fucking around AOL. Then eventually, I found like enter. It was like a drop down menu. Enter URL. I was like, what's a URL? And then realized, wait a minute, I can go someplace else that isn't in the fucking AOL shit. And then I found porn immediately. <laughs> but it was a, it was a fucking crazy like discovery in my young well, brain. Well, remember, porn was like twenty bucks a month to oh yeah join any of it. Uh, but then they came up with, like, Persian Kitty, where you would get thumbnails. Yeah, 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 Persian Kitty. Now, this is the other thing that shows up on here. Uh, anytime that you went out to look at any free porn, you would get hit with the pop-ups that oh. would come in so much, they would freeze you. Yeah, they would trash your computer. You had to fucking reboot it, fuck it straight up. That was that was like that happened, and that happened for like a long time before they got a handle on it. Like people who made these browsers were able to just fucking able to keep them under bay. Well, even in the chat rooms, there were these fucking kids who had this thing where they would just hit you with so many IMs, IM bomb you. Yeah. That you know they had something set up that they would force you off. And the well, it's like a terms of service thing. You got like TOS, and then basically you, you can't fucking use it. It was great. It was great back in the day, and then there was uh, AOL hell the hacked version of AOL that went around. Um, when's this? Now. So Jerry O'Connell is outside? Uh-huh. All right, sure. Um, come on in. Pez. Cherry-flavored Pez. What's happening, dude? Yeah, how you doing, man? Good to see you. First time, long time. Are we on? Yeah, we're on the air. It's not TV. It's very casual. First time, long time. Here we are. So what? you got the new TV show, right? I got a new show called We Are Men. Uh-huh. It comes out tonight on CBS. Now, I know that you went by and you did Kelly Ripper's show today, sure. right? 
But do you ever look at that and go, that should be my seat, not Michael's? Oh, uh, for those listening, I co-hosted with yeah. her for uh, over a year. And um, no, n- not at all. You know, I, I, I'm an actor. I, uh, th- that's you never not wanted my... to do that show? I, I would have loved to have done that show, but it just, I, I don't think I would have fit in there. I'm not, uh, I'm not as... I'm not as good as Michael Strahan. He's better at Do that. Do you think? Yeah, he does uh, Fox NFL on Sunday mornings. He's uh, he's a live guy. He, uh-huh. he really is. Guys, can I tell you, I'm a, I'm really a big fan sitting here. Well, where, where did, when did you become a fan? On Sirius XM? Or yeah, um, on uh, 206. Um, yeah. You know, I just, uh, um, I, I love live radio, and you guys are on later than the other shows, and yeah. you look for live programming and well see i didn't know that i went to see you on a play not too long ago the oh one yeah you did with jeff goldblum i was in seminar yeah yeah if i had known that because jeff goldblum came by oh yeah and yeah but uh i i had no idea i would have you're always invited to come in uh, yeah i did this is exciting to be here you guys have a really fun show so uh how's the dad's thing working out for you you mean dad you mean me yeah. being a father yeah no i mean the the TV, the new. Oh, I'm in a show called We Are Men. I we mean, I men. am a father. How's that going? It's annoying. Like, yeah. I highly suggest no one have children. How old um, are your kids? Five twin girls. Yeah. That's they just too beat much. me up. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. You, it's... you have kids? Yeah, I do. But the the fact is, I think that a, a male can only do so much to help. That it really comes down to the mother. And the father does. A father is like a uncle who really gets more annoyed. You know, I have girls, so I think a dad is kind of important in there. You know, I kind of, you know. Where do you? Where do they start dating? Uh, you don't see how little importance. I have a deal with my daughters, play. and I know they're only five, but I've already talked to them about this. They're going to date when when I'm dead, when I die. Everyone thinks that. No, it's, it's really no. Happen. I've really talked to them about that. And they're going to probably date other twins. Um, I'm not okay with any of that. Yeah. I'm not okay with any of it at all. Here it is, guys. This is where the magic happens. Do you really think it's magic or just the most relaxed, laid-back thing that you could possibly do? Um, what, listening to your show? Radio, radio. I mean, it's out of all the things in show business. Um, well, your show has a sort of, it has a relaxed vibe to it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like a a morning zoo, you know? I mean, you're not, you know, you don't have like crazy sound effects and stuff i that's I'll, what chris is pushing us for he wants to do more crazy sound well, effects well, i'll 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 tell you what's really fun about your show you'll talk about something that's hot on the internet that day like yeah. wiener or something right and i'll hear you guys search i love it when you guys search for stuff <laughs> right you were searching for something the other morning um uh oh oh um who did you have on the show um I, I don't know, but you were you were searching for something on the internet, and it was uh, it's just so funny to hear you find the correct YouTube or the yeah, correct, right. It's just it's, it's you know it's sort of like you feel like it's it's yourself searching on the computer trying to find that because perfect. everything else in show business is planned and thought about and talked about and have people and we have one of the few jobs that our bosses don't even listen. You know when you're off of like terrestrial radio. And you're on satellite. Everyone's like, I guess they know what they're doing. They made it this far, so we got that part done. We'll go and build another station. So you're saying that they leave you alone here, and they leave you alone to the fact that they're not even that sure what your show is. Um, have yeah. they had any criticism of your show? Have they tried to change anything? Well, they they can't because they they made this an XL channel, which means anything goes. So if anyone an XM channel X XL channel, which means no kids, no what. Whatever. 
uh, it means it's an offensive channel. Oh, I see. So there's so cursing. If anyone gets so it's not Radio Disney. Yeah. So if anyone gets offended, they just go, oh, we understand. But we have 149 uh, channels that will not offend you. But here's the only three or four right. that will. So it takes a lot of pressure. Well, listen, it's like, I mean, look, I work in television. I, I work for CBS. You know, I mean, it's almost like cable TV. You know, I mean, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Personally, I really like cable television shows right. because they are able to curse and there's nudity. You know, yeah. I mean, so that's sort of why, you know, I listen to you guys. I listen to Howard. I listen to O and A. It's mm -hmm. it's um, it's the cable of radio. It really is, isn't it? Now, yeah, it I really mean, is at that point. But the thing is, even cable gets some kind of heat for things that they do. This doesn't at all. Why is that? Because it's all paid subscription? Yeah, I think it's paid subscription, and of course, it's like the fact of, okay, you've already forced people off of regular radio. You, you've already done your thing. Who, who could you possibly attack now to get them to change their mind? You know, they just, they just leave it alone. It's almost like the bad part of town. Um, it's actually an exciting time because eventually they are going to crack down on it. Yeah. And so enjoy it while it's hot. Well, then, but see, here's the other side of it, because then you have the Internet. So there will always be a place for people to keep going. Right. You know, now they're doing these podcasts and you listen to them and you're like, well, some of those people should be arrested. I, I, hey, listen, I'm, a, I'm an older guy. Mm -hmm. I grew up here in New York. Um, I grew up with Channel J. Remember Channel J? Oh, yeah, and yeah. Robin Bird and, and all that stuff? She's still around, man. Really? Yeah, Robin Bird still does that show. How is she looking? Oh, uh, like she's been doing that show for a long time. I, I, listen, I'm she. she's a goddess in, yeah. in my eyes. I mean, you have to understand, I, I grew up watching her, so when I was... Well, you know, we'll, ten, eleven, twelve. She was she was the only nudity I saw. We well, should do for this. those who don't know, Robin Bird had a cable access show called the Robin Bird Show, yeah. where she did it topless and, and bottomless, in, yeah. I think, and brought in people who, who were topless, would, yeah, and do sex, you know, mainly masturbation stuff. Um, you know, I don't think there were actual sexual acts. Uh, happening just on talking it. about it just yeah. interviewing on it remember al goldstein oh yeah yeah i mean this is old school stuff that we're talking and then about even crazy george or something crazy god some new york will have to remember but he was the first guy when the would, that would just go around going do you take your clothes off and oh. they would give him a show and he would just get women to walk around the corner and pull their top up. You know, now looking back on it, well, with the internet and going to all these other sites, it's it's pretty tame by yeah. comparison, but back then it was... It what was what real part of the city did you grow up in? I grew up in Chelsea. I grew up on 17th and 7th. And that was during the crazy years of living um, in New York, right? Yeah, was it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. You know, also, Chelsea is a predominantly gay neighborhood, and growing up in the 80s, it was pretty dark for a while there because of AIDS and everything. It right. was... Uh, it was, uh, it was, um, it was, I mean, I wouldn't, it was the best childhood ever, but, um, it was, uh, looking back, it was a really wacky time, you know? Yeah, it was a very, very dark And time. also crack in the city was yeah. a big deal, and I remember there was an abandoned building on my block, and it became a crack house, and all the neighbors linked arms in front of it, and they were continually trying to get the police to, pun intended, crack down on the crack house, and there were like, you know, 
uh, car windows broken into on my street yeah. and stuff. Just, I mean, they were just crackheads. Remember, people would put up on their on their cars no radio. You would just right, yeah. You would actually post something as if we've taken the radio out. There was a really in, in the building I I grew up in next door. There was a building, and in the front, right in the lobby, when you walked in, there was a stick figure. Uh, uh, of a stick figure urinating, like with dots with the urine, <laughs> and then an X through it. Like this is like don't urinate here. For the people who don't read, we don't want you to piss in this doorway. Um, I will never forget. My, um, we were. I was moving with my parents, or something happened, or like my grandmother had a television and gave it to us, or we were bringing a television to my grandmother, something like that, and we carried the TV out, put it in the front seat of the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were going to go to the bathroom and then drive out to Jersey to go be with my grandmother. Uh, we're talking four minutes, broad daylight. Came back, the window was smashed and the TV was gone. Yeah. I mean, four minutes. Crazy, broad daylight. Yeah. I, I and- remember seeing dudes, and you know, I was a kid and there's nothing you can do. Dudes w- w- carrying pipes, walking up to bikes, popping that unbreakable bike lock. Yeah. Um, break, you know, they sold it saying this is like a step through bike. Lock. Yeah. Literally putting a pipe in it, popping it, and then walking away with the bike. And what do you say to a guy who's carrying a lead pipe? You know, hey, uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Is no, that your bicycle? You take it You take it the other way. I've, I've just escaped death. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. I don't have a bike anymore, but I'm very much alive. Um, but th- there was also the thing when you would come into the city, people would... Take off their jewelry. Like women would go, I got to take off my things. My mother would get on the subway with her, would turn all her rings. <laughs> turn them. Turn all the rings, getting on the subway. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I remember in the 70s, because um, my whole family's from Jersey City, so we take the PATH train a lot. And for those who don't know, the PATH is the the subway that goes from New York City to Jersey City or New Jersey, Newark, and places like that. And we were on the escalator. I was young, I was five. And someone slid down the escalator. There was a huge escalator going down to the bath. Someone slid down, snatching purses, got to the bottom and ran off, gone, on the escalator. Watch this happen. <laughs> and that's why I notice also um, they've put like little barriers on escalators now. It's I think it's primarily because so people can't slide down and snatch purses. That is the fun. So you've got to be an acrobat to pull that off. You've got to be a skilled person to be a well, thief. Either that, or so desperate to get some sort of some specific narcotic in your system that you're able to become a superhero and do it. So is that what got you started into acting? Growing no, up here um, in New York, when I was younger, uh, yeah. Uh, Definitely. When I was younger, I was in a movie, Stand By Me, if you remember about the four boys. Phenomenal. Pez. Cherry-flavored Pez. Right. That's me. And um, uh, I went to a school called Clinton School for Writers and Artists. It was like one of the... Remember, they tried all the satellite... Mm-hmm. Well, they, they're still doing it, but it was like one of the first satellite schools. And, and they do great now, by the way. That idea. They've yeah. now taken it to agriculture and all I, kinds I, of stuff. I think it's the I think it's the way education is, is uh, moving, but... Um, you know, I went to, uh, as a kid, uh, one day a week, I went to HP Studios down on Bank Street. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, an open cattle call came for this movie, Stand By Me. I mean, funny story, I, I you know, um, there was an actor who lived on our block, and my mom said, you know, when I got a couple of callbacks, said, you should work with this guy who lives on our block. And I worked with him for a couple of days, and I got the role. And it's funny, when I did the movie, 
we shot it in Oregon. I came back home because we shot it over the summer. And my father, who was like a mid-level advertising guy here in New York, said to me, all right, look, I know you made this movie, but don't tell anyone at school you were in this movie because it's, it's never coming out. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, these movies, trust me when I tell you this. I work with a lot of guys who work in the <clears throat> movie industry. <laughs> they all go make these movies, and they never come out. So this is never going to see the light of day. Don't tell people you're a movie star and you're in a movie. It's never going to happen. And then, of course, it was Stand By Me, and it came out, and we're still talking about well, it fucking, 30 years fucking later. Classic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you, would you recommend that for kids? Do you ever think it's uh, not a good thing for kids to do? Um, you know, I, I think if it's an outlet and you have yeah. talent, I mean, sure. You know, I think a lot of the problems with these kids are the parents, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, I think that's... I think that's where people run into trouble, you know? I mean, uh, like, looking back, like, what an amazing experience for me as, right. uh, as an 11-year-old to, to go do that movie, you know? I mean, I didn't know what was happening then, but, you know, uh, my parents weren't using me to fulfill either right. their dream or using me as a source of revenue. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a fun outlet. And if you have a super talented kid, you know, I mean, everybody talks about Miley Cyrus. You guys were talking about her yeah. the other day. It was it was really fun hearing your your take on all that. You know, obviously, here's a girl who's very outgoing. She's got a showbiz. She comes from a showbiz family. I mean, it's sort of it's you sort of get why uh, Miley would get into the business. I mean, right. it's what she's been around her whole life, you know? And by the way, a lot like you, I'm not that offended by all that. I think you have a really fun take on it all. You I know? just think it's not our music to begin with. It's not our scene to begin with. The kids are all right. And yeah. It's theirs. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, my dad never sat around, loved any of the music I listened to. He never was like, Aerosmith, that's the fucking band. They're as good as the shit that I grew up with. But but you know that stuff that you say about parents, little league parents can be just as bad. Sure. You know I I coached uh, a little league team, and these parents came over and said we want you to have a picture with our kid. He goes so when he's a pro, and I'm like he ain't gonna be a pro. Kid's not gonna make it. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh, look around here. You're not gonna run into any pros. It's a very weird thing. So the same. Th there was a, one of the D Disney kids the other day, and they put him on something. He's grown up now, and he's running a. He's like a, a greeter at a restaurant or something. Oh right? yeah, and, I saw that. And people acted like it was horrible. And I I'm know. Like, That's I a could, job for I a kid. Know. You know, he's in his twenties. It's a great job for a kid to. Yeah, you know what? I remember. I remember hearing you talk about it. It, uh, it, um, there's nothing wrong with it. You know. Yeah. I mean, leave him alone. Every kid should do a, as many different jobs as they want, but for some reason, we love it when people don't stay at the top or something like that. You know. Well, I mean, it's like high school. It's a story. Hey, did you hear what happened to so-and-so this weekend? They got yeah. popped for a DUI. Hey, uh, did you hear so-and-so got arrested? It's it's high school, you but know? But then you grow out of high school, but when you're famous, it stays high school for you. But I you think, know? look, uh, I think people, and you can't blame the internet because it's been, it's it's right. always been happening, you know? Um, uh I think people think they know these people and, you know, they get excited when something 
wacky happens to them. Yeah, I was kind of offended that people were getting on that guy, too, for, for hosting. So what? The guy's 21. He goes to NYU. He's a host. I mean, yeah. I worked at a restaurant. There's no shame in working in the service industry. It teaches you how to tip properly. Actually, there's no shame in any honest work. I don't give a fuck what... You Not know. at all. I mean, what are they, I mean, would they rather hear that he's wrapping his car around a tree? I mean, yeah. would they rather hear that he's checking into rehab? The guy's working as a host at a restaurant. Cool. But you also, no matter who and By the way, are. he's probably going to meet some great friends and yeah. like, like, leave him... Shut up. But also, you need a host when you go to the restaurant. Don't act like, oh, this person did this, and now they're a FedEx driver. Guess what? You fucking need FedEx drivers in this world. You guys, going to NYU, mm -hmm. I mean, we all know how expensive that is. I know personally, I went there. Um, you know, I mean, come on. Now, for you, was there a time where you were like, I don't know if I want to be an actor? Um, I did go to grad school for a year. Mm -hmm. um, I... Uh, um, you know, I went to NYU, I went to film school there, so I knew I wanted to get back into the entertainment industry. I just wanted to work in the entertainment industry, you know? I just... Um, Didn't matter what you did once you got I didn't there. know what I was going to do, you know? Um, and uh, I just... Uh, I was fortunate enough to get uh, a bunch of acting roles, and then that... that you know, careers are funny. I, I, I mean it's not that you fall into them, it's just it's what hires you, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like what is working for you, and... Um, uh, that's sort of it, it. It's funny. I I graduated NYU in '95, and a bunch of us all moved to Los Angeles. And it's been funny to see where everybody ended up. You know, some became agents, some became writers. I became an actor, and it, it's not that we went out there saying I'm going to be an agent, I'm going to be a writer. Right. It's um. It was your path, you know. Right. I mean, Once you start on that path, it's going to end up somewhere. It just, it, it just happens. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe you have a knack for it. Maybe you like it. It just it just happens. So for you, once you got Sliders, you knew, like, there's a... Uh... Sliders is big for me, yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, for those who don't know, it was a sci-fi show that I did for Fox. Um, and uh, it, that was it, you know. It, you know what? More than that's what I knew, it put me in the game. Um, mm -hmm. When I did Sliders, I signed with William Morris... I went on other auditions. I got to be in Jerry Maguire. I got to be in Scream Two. Um, it just that's it, it. It just happened, you know. Because they got he he's already proven he can do it. Now. Yeah. Now at that time I was living in New York. I was going to college. I was doing a lot of commercials. I was mm. a commercial actor, um, which is great, man. I mean, I I don't know if you ever did it back in the day, but like you know they were paying a lot of money for commercials. Mm -hmm. This is before they. You know, now you you can't make as much. I mean, um, uh, I mean, I guess it's like a lot of industry in the United States, you know. Right. But um, they sort of figured out ways to not pay actors. Like, if you got a national commercial, that was bank. Um, and so I was going on like three commercial auditions a day and and booking about one every two weeks, you know. And um, then I sort of dipped back into television and. Um, Slatters was a was a big help. It sort of it moved me out to L.A. Mm -hmm. I had some you know pocket change. I had some walking around money, and um, I got I got an agent. I was fortunate that I didn't have to move to L.A. A lot of my friends just packed up the car and moved out, and a lot of them didn't make it. You know, it's yeah. um it's it's a tough racket. But you're still doing it, man. Here I am, and you got this new TV show. Here I am, just walking into the Ron and Fez show, just like that. Who who's all on the show with you now? Uh, Tony Shalhoub, who's amazing, right? He is amazing. Now, uh, you know, a lot of people know him as Monk, um, but in acting circles, he is 
all you have to do is watch the Coen Brothers movies. The shit that he's done in the Coen Brothers movies is some of the greatest stuff ever. But also, you're obviously a theater fan. He's like, yeah, he's a legit Broadway. Like, if you, he is, he is the highest echelon of actor circles. Um, and it's funny because everyone on the street just knows him as, oh, right. you're that, you're that wacky detective. They don't know he's. An amazing actor. So he plays a character that's completely different from Monk. He plays like sort of this lascivious guy who's been divorced four times and he's a pervert, you know? And it's just so funny. I mean, I know he did it. I've never really talked to him about it, but I know he did it. I actually talked to his agent about it, but I know he did it consciously. He was like, okay, what's the complete opposite of what Monk was? Because right. that's going to be my next television product project. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them what an actor I am. So, so he's a lot of fun. Um, we also have Cal Penn from all the Harold E. Kumar movies, who um, is really funny in the show. He plays a guy who's. Um, I, I I told you guys the premise. It's four guys who get divorced mm -hmm. and all that stuff, and and live in like an Oakwood temporary housing type place. Right. And Cal Penn. Uh, is recently divorced and he's like living in denial. He thinks he's going to get back together with his wife. Tony Shalhoub plays a guy who has four divorces and he's like, <laughs> he's sort of the Zen master of it all. Uh, he's like, everything's going to be fun. Every, you know, this is our path. And I play a guy who's been divorced twice and I'm broke and I'm very angry. I have anger issues. So we, we sort of play, uh, our, the guy who created is a guy named Rob Greenberg, who's a How I Met Your Mother guy. And when he got divorced, he said, he had to, he moved into an oak woods and there were all these divorced guys recently divorced guys living there and you all went out with them because you're all newly single and you need friends and you're not hanging out with your your you know your your friends that you had as a couple anymore because you've sure, probably been ostracized you yeah. know and and if you're not living at the house you've probably done something bad so uh and he said, you know, he he came up with the idea with the show because he went through all this range of emotions. He went through the denial phase, and that's why he wrote Cal Penn's character. He went through the anger phase, and that's how he came <laughs> up with my character. And then he got just real zen about it, and that's how he came up with the Tony Shalhoub character. And it's a young guy, a young guy named Chris Smith, who's a really good actor, who also went to NYU. He's originally from Rockville Center, Long Island. And he gets left at the altar and checks in, and like the older guys take him under under their wing. It's It's really fun. And it is true. Like the only thing that you can do is roll. When something have you like been that, divorced? Well, I did, but when I was young, very, very young. So you know, was it a painful experience? Not for me. You know, I mean, I came home to the wrecked fucking apartment, and you know, was like, yeah, I got caught. But <laughs> uh, but other than that, was just splitting up albums. You know what I mean? Like literally, was that? Splitting up. You know, like the the you know the first thing. But like I knew, like, well, sure, of course, good move. Hilarious. Best of luck to you. I went to see you. I had a buddy who got divorced. This is, this is crazy. This is years ago now. I had a buddy who got divorced. This is back in the CD days. This is how long ago this was. Everybody had CDs and yeah. CD towers and CD collections and CD racks. Uh, for for those of you kids out there, CDs are what we used to do before we downloaded music. <laughs> Compact discs is what CD is abbreviated for. But um, they, they were going to split up their belongings, right? And... His soon-to-be ex-wife was going to take a post-it, all right, a pink post-it, and put it on the pieces of furniture and items that his soon-to-be ex-wife felt were hers. And the movers were going to come in and move them all, because he was going to stay at the house, and the movers were going to come in and move all her stuff to her new place. And he was dreading this, you know, because it's everything. It's furniture, it's... 
And he said, I, listen, when I go back into the house, I want you to come with me. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to be upset. And we went in the house, and there were pink post-its on a lot of things. But on these CD cases, we're talking thousands of CDs. His soon-to-be ex-wife had gone through all the CDs and individually, like every third one, put a pink post-it. I mean, can you think of how long this must have taken to like pull out like the Steely Dan? Oh yeah, I want the Steely yeah, Dan. Yeah. Um. 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 Oh yeah, the Jimmy Buffett is mine. Um. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh uh, oh yeah. Billy Joel's greatest hits. That's that's mine. I mean, the the time that that took instead of just being like I'm taking all the CDs or <laughs> right. You know, I'll you know it was it was I I uh, you know I, I I look back on that now that we're doing the show about divorce and what a painful experience it is and. Just, I mean, the emotions that run in the... In and imagine when that starts to happen, when they do it with the kids. You know what I mean? Like when there's people. Man, like that's... you don't get them here, you get them there. I know. You don't imagine, because you cannot get past the point that this person who hurt you now should be with your children. Right. Yeah. Right. It's uh, it's it's crazy. So we hopefully will find comedy in what is ultimately the most painful experience in a, in, in adults' lives. Well, Jerry, thanks for coming in, uh, man. This was a, great. Thanks for having me at such short notice. I'm really a big fan. All right, buddy. I'll see you next time coming through. All right? We are men on tonight on CBS at 8.30 in the East. All right. We're going to take a uh, break here. Thanks, Jerry, for coming by. And uh, see you next time coming through. And we'll be right back. It's the Ron Fest Show. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. It's the Ron Fed show. Well, that was pretty cool. Uh, in the mid, you know, talking about something else. Big TV start pops in like Jerry O'Connell. Hell yeah. Watched Slyers religiously back in the day. I did too. I was obsessed. It was like, oh my God, this is so cool. It was right around that time when there was like a lot of science fiction shows coming on Fox. There's but really that one never stuck. enough good science fiction. <laughs> and they never gave that show uh, like a great budget to do stuff. So they were forced to be creative. Yeah. Rather than just have CGI. But I love the fact, because if you've read any of the string theory stuff, they always go to that infinite amount of... Yeah, of uh, alternate universes. Yeah. It was fucking great. Which, how could that be? How could there be an infinite amount of alternate universes? Well, we don't know how big space is, so I guess... There well, they could... wouldn't, they wouldn't exist in space at all. All right, there would be no, it would not uh, exist on this plane of existence. So I guess that would be it. Would it could be infinite then if it's on this plane of existence? If there's other planes. But what's the whole purpose then? What's the 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 purpose of just 
infinite amount of things happen slightly different everywhere at the same time. I don't think even in physics hasn't really come up with a real definition of time yet anyway. They're still working it out. <laughs> yes, they are, Chris. They're working it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. A uh, million days of Christmas starts today. And big prize we're giving out today. Sexy Beast, signed by Mr. Sir Ben Kingsley. Is it Mr. or Sir? Sir. It's Sir Ben Kingsley. Lord Ben Kingsley. Are you a lord if you're a knight? Do you get the title of lord? I think you're just a knight. Lord, I think you have to own land. I'm sure Ben Kingsley has a place with a backyard. <laughs> no, there's Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. I think he has a castle. So that might have something to do with it. But see, he didn't start as a lord. He was knighted. Yeah. I'm not sure he's Lord Andrew Webber. And then Duke always sounds like it's more of a military position. I don't think so. I don't think that's military. It's not like it's a general. It's not something that you can earn. You have to... Um, have it bestowed upon you, but it's like you can't work towards it like you do doctor. Any of those um, those English things are always catch as catch can to begin with. You're an earl, you're a duke, you're a knight, you're a lord. Everyone's second cousin's got some sort of royal blood in them. I don't get it. Yeah, you would think in that small island of people, you'd be able to pull one of those things. Where would the, the regular people live if for, there's all these lords and dukes just eating up land? For yourself. Um, oh, Chris, somebody That's checking weird. on you? An email. Oh, is your babysitter having trouble? <laughs> uh, I think she's okay. You know, I, I didn't even notice that we're so divorce-free around this place. Yeah. Most radio shows I've ever done have been with filled with divorced people. <laughs> oh, by the way, a lot of emails calling you a hypocrite, Fez, for not jumping in on the number of times me or Jerry used the word crazy, and you just sat there and watched. So you can only be upset when you don't have to go face-to-face. -face. Um, oh, boy. Tons of them. And Liz F Sets Fire wrote to me, I don't know why you just didn't throw hands on him. <laughs> Well, at least pull something, you know, just like wave. No, I don't know what she means by throw hands. Punch him. Yes. Throw hands. Oh, geez. Punch That's... Jerry O'Connell. No, you. Oh. <laughs> I should have started throwing hands at you. Andrew Lloyd Webber is the Lord, the Right Honorable, the Lord Lloyd Webber. What does that? F How did he get that? And here's the weird thing about his: his songs aren't even catchy. I mean, he's uh, a billionaire. Of Christ. songs that you cannot sing along with. And, and he's a lord. He has a lordship. Does he have serfs? I mean, Christ Almighty. Does he have a moat? Why you gotta bring, why you gotta bring our lord's name into it? You, you sit and you bow before Andrew Lloyd Bre uh, Webber, but you got nothing for the Christ child. Born in this season, during the million days of Christmas. That's beautiful. I am from America. I ain't bowing before any lords. Oh, that's funny, because last week you called this... Fucking cocksucker, His Holiness. Yeah, His Holiness. He was knighted Dupra. in 92, and then in 97, Elizabeth II created him a life peer as Baron Lloyd Webber. He's chock full of titles. Baron, I thought, was just for fucking Germans. I thought it was I less than a lord. I didn't even know English could get a Baron. Alright, this is fucking nuts. Now, here's what kills me. He had a knighthood, and it wasn't even enough. You know what I mean? Like, we let's go above it. 
In the meantime, Ringo still runs around as Ringo. They won't give him nothing. <laughs> There's two living Beatles left. One of them's a knight. The other one's Ringo. Seems like they're getting ripped off here. They're just they're just throwing out these lords and baronships like it's fucking no problem. Well, we know. No, it's still pretty hard to get. And if you are knighted in England, free ice cream the rest of your life. Dang. Wherever you go. Anywhere? They just give you like a punch card? In England. All right. They no, gave, it's not punches. It's swiped. They don't want to <laughs> give Ringo one. He played the drums in the Beatle, but the guy who wrote Cats... I mean, it, sure, it's not the worst musical ever, but is it really deserving of knighthood? Midnight. Their priorities are up. I'm back. alone in my gym shorts. <laughs> I hope I don't shit them. That thought. I'm starting to shit. <laughs> I'm like, how is that lyrics to a song? I hope I don't sh shit them. Oh, I'm starting to shit. How is that a fucking song? It's offensive. <laughs> you get knighthood for that. Um. So the Lord thing was even bigger than being a knight. That was he was knighted, and then they said, "Now we need to lord his ass." It's ridiculous. Yeah, knights serve lords. And then they made him a baron, and they gave him a bunch of stock in that baron pizza company too. Mm, He's just starving. rocking. We getting pizza in here today? Oh, please. I hope so. What are we getting? Uh, we hadn't planned on any sort of pizza or anything. What are we getting is what I asked. <laughs> we can get some pizza after the show. That doesn't make sense. You already know that you sent out fucking tuna fish sandwiches. Why do you lie, you crazy fuck? <laughs> because you're, you're a getting fucking a tuna crazy fish fucker. No one else we all is. Are. I can't eat in front of these guys. That would be fucking disgusting. I love tuna, Ron. I love it. It's too much tuna. <laughs> Did he ever call you back? No. Mm -mm. Mm. No, what are you going to do? Uh, we got a great prize to give out. But first, I'm going to say hi to Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Queen. Hey, Ronnie. Hey. Um, uh, a knight is called sir, and anything above that, any title above that, knight is the start of, like, the um, lordships, but they're not called lords. An earl, a marquis... Uh, a count, a baron, they would be called my lord. A duke is called your grace. And anything of... Um, now, how do you get to be royal. a duke? Well, uh, a duke is normally um, a prince of the blood. Any, any direct descendant oh, of the king okay. so is a that's duke. That's not even that's something you can earn. That's just for relatives. Yeah, like um, Prince Charles is the duke of um, Edinburgh. And he, he would be called your grace. And then the queen is called your majesty. For a while, I was called the Duke of Disco, but that fucking died out. Too bad. Or your grace of Disco. <laughs> but that's how it goes. And a knight is like the starting. You can be promoted from knight, but they usually called sir in formal address. Now, what is Queen Elizabeth's husband? Frank. No, I'm just... Uh, she, he is Prince Philip. Oh, and he's he a prince. Be called your Majesty, because he is Prince Consort. Yes, but he'll he never make it to king. She has never made him king. Now, hmm. did he just get that for marrying, or did he come into it some sort he of came prince? Into it, he came into it a prince, and he is called Prince Consort. Cause How could he come into it a prince? He he descends from royalty from Greece. Oh, I didn't know that. He's not even English. What? No. Mm -mm. That's weird as fuck. That should be going down. When he marries a reigning sovereign.
which Queen Elizabeth is the reigning queen. The you know she is where the power lies. They can choose whether or not to make their um, their husband or wife a king or queen. Um, he came into it a prince, and she left it that. His formal title is Prince Consort Philip. Because he'd start fucking around if he got to be king and try to kill her. <laughs> all right, Queen Elizabeth, you know all about that shit. It's, it's my specialty. All right, talk to you later, darling. All right, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. I never can follow along. Uh, so I guess, like, knight is, like, the shittiest of the, the titles. Well, yeah, because... That's something that a regular person could become. And what you do, what you earn, is never as good as what you're born into. That's the real thing in life, to be born into a good family. Yeah, great. Not to earn anything <laughs> yourself. I think we would have just stopped all this nonsense when we got cars. Hey, I'm, we, can, we uh, can travel fast now. Why are we doing this? I don't pay any attention to it. I really don't. And when those people, they were all excited about the... Wedding and the baby. I yeah. didn't watch one fucking minute of it. Was it on like at fucking four in the morning or something? It was on the middle of the night. I don't know when it was on. I mean, every show ran it, and they're all like, "Don't you love it? Don't you just think it's the most wonderful thing?" They went on about like the sister, right, Pippa? They yeah, like Pippa had a nice round little well-paved ass. Got a little fucking ass you just want to stick your face into. Good for her. She was born in the right family. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but she said she'd rather get in her. Have her ass eaten out in her vagina. <laughs> wow, she's really an analingus. Some people you can meet that that's their thing. <laughs> like, do me a favor. Stay off the pussy, but work that ass. Come on. There's nerve endings there, too, yeah. people. I think she put out a book of recipes and nobody bought it. <laughs> hey, let's just show us that ass. We don't really care about Look, if she put out a book of ass pics, I'd fucking stand in line for it. She doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She'd be making a mint. Pippa's pooper. Oh. I don't like when people call the ass the pooper, the fucking turd cutter. Just, it's a fucking turn up. It's I, just a like, oh. I just like alliteration. I don't. Yeah. Shitter? Does that work? Then why wouldn't you go for Pippa's pussy and leave it at that? That's a nice round ass. They use it as a fucking pillow. I'd eat tuna fish sandwiches off of that. Well, we're all getting one. Yes. Oh, yeah, I fucking can't get enough tuna fish. It's really probably a problem. Can't get enough of that tuna fish. Tuna fish. Tuna fish. It's delicious. So why didn't you correct us when we kept saying crazy? Well, I didn't want to interrupt an interview. You don't want to actually say these things. That you just say them when you know it doesn't matter, but when you had a chance to lead by example, you didn't. Um, you know what I want to do? I want to get, um, so I had this little idea today. I don't know how these ideas pop, pop into my head, but I want to get Carter and Rob back on to do mu new music days. Love new music days. It's always fun. No. We all learn a little something. Because they have their ear to the streets. Oh, you're going to end up getting run over like no, that. No, it was just like, they, they know what's playing out there with the kids. And you don't, right? I, you know, I try to stay up on it, but, you know, those guys are fucking... One guy owns a goddamn record company. Here's what I like about Jerry O'Connell today. He had to push his way in here past the goddamn gatekeepers. Why wouldn't anybody have... Offered, I, I, you know what? I don't think he was supposed to be in here this time of day. Oh. Is what happened. Well, I cool. might be wrong when I get mad at the gatekeepers. Well, that's cool that he fucking came in, man. I'm going to watch this new show. Hmm? I'm going to watch this new show. It's on tonight. I've been watching it. It's great. 
I'm fucking. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch She's Bound Down. I'm all backed up. I watched that last episode of Breaking Bad. I didn't know what was going on. I just watched it anyway. I was shocked when he fucking drove his boat into a hurricane. And then the next thing you know, he's a lumberjack in Oregon. Fuck you. Why did I give you that many years? This is crazy. This is like a bunch of nuts acting crazy in a goddamn nut hut full of insanity. Eating crazy See, pills. See, that's offensive to mental patients. You're offensive to radio listeners. <laughs> Look, Shelby. And why'd you get rid of the cool cyberboards things? Now it's back to looking stupid again. Remember the other day when it looked so cool when it was going out? Oh, yeah, it was like one long stash. No, he just looks red faced and confused. <laughs> Fucking four sides white in the eyes. Hmm. Did you see the commercial? It's on constantly. I know, I didn't. <laughs> They're trying to hurt me. <laughs> My TV's starting fights with me. You know, this is like kind of like what the DC shooter was saying. <laughs> I wear the same underwear for good luck. <laughs> There's vibrations happening. They're telling me yeah. what to do. I'm going to wear a fucking tinfoil hat. Well, you have to protect yourself from Google. They're listening in on your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, they're listening into your brain cells. It's a false flag black helicopter operation that's doing that to you. Fez Watley could probably get a fucking award for nuttiest white man ever. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You cannot fucking have a white dick and struggle as much as Fez has. It's impossible. A white dick is like a key to stick in any door to successful things. <laughs> Uh, uh. No, it's all right. The dog in my brain is barking. There's no dog in your brain. Uh, well, let's figure out how to give out a prize for a million days of uh, Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Win, win, win. It's Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. That sounds kind of obnoxious, doesn't it? You think? That's like a mean, drunk, bad Santa. Oh, that Santa was great in the Christmas story. Hmm. Look what it is. It's our old buddy, Coke Logic. Coke Logic. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. Uh, did I hear earlier that uh, Shelf might be a, a permanent member of Ron and Fez? If Fez steps down, it's in the budget right now. Oh, so he joined up a couple years ago? Oh, <laughs> that's being mean, Kovalchik. And you know, Fez has always loved you. That's too much tuna. Never, it's never too much tuna. It's just a great product. You didn't even get offered a tuna. <laughs> no, I had no idea there was tuna happening. <laughs> mm. And what do I always get? The tuna melt. I get your favorite. I, I get it every time. It's going to diet. You know what I want? Tuna melt. Do you ever go there, or you just go do the takeout? I've gone there once or twice. It's fun. It's nice in there. I like it in there, too. Yeah. It's part of the theater district. <laughs> it's old school. And no idea it was even there. One time, the guy who played Chaplin was in there in his Chaplin clothes, but when he went to leave, he was taking all this time to fall over stuff, and everybody was very happy. <laughs> They're like, this is seeing Chaplin for free. 
Yay. And then my uh, waitress said to me, um, he's in a Broadway play called Chaplin. I'm like what, the guy dressed like Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> Weird. That's fucking stumbling and falling on over everybody's food, <laughs> acting like he's dropping plates. Well, you guys were going to do another uh, bit today um, of sit your ass down, right? Yeah, press play and sit your ass down. Well, maybe when we get to that, maybe that's going to be um, how we figure out how we're going to get out the prize. Let me know when Vito comes uh, back, and I'll plan that all together. Okay. Thanks. He's back. Oh, <laughs> so then that was I, fast. Yeah, crazy. That's insane. Blah, 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 crazy. The wrong word to use. Beeboo, beeboo. You're only fucking totally nutso. That's a crazy butt pirate. <laughs> Extra bad. Anal astronaut. No, gay person. Homosexual. Jizzy. <laughs> wow. What's that? Stool tool. I didn't even know that <laughs> one. And you wonder why you're going tunaless. It's, come on. I thought you were going tunaless. I am. And hot dogless. <laughs> but I like hot dogs too. Oh, that's gay. No, no, I like the actual food. <laughs> well, the tuna, I was making a vagina joke, and then the hot dog was a dick, and you're like, I love putting a hot dog in my mouth and have a cum in there. <laughs> I never said the last part. All right, here's how we're going to give out today's prize. And we came up with it, so it's not a musical uh, prize for a musical question. But you guys have put up albums. This is volume eight already? Yeah, we're eight in. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first time I don't believe myself or Earl has been involved in it. We've let the kid and the much older person... <laughs> They're a lot older. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe life, life uh, things aren't the same. Remember that Star Trek episode where we went? They went to that planet, and you got to a certain age, you started to fucking die, or yeah. you get that growth. Mm -hmm. You would that would have happened to you a long time ago, oh. and Shelby would still be alive. Do people even think you look younger? No. And when we were, what do you mean no? You look like you're fucking eight. Like, wait, the, do I look? Do people think I look younger? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you get told you look younger than you are? Do you Every hate day. that? Every day. Did you hate that? Yeah. I, you, why? I don't know. I just want to look older. Like I, like when we were going from like the main ballroom at the Metallica show into like yeah. the place where like you had to have your wristband. Yeah. And, and like, oh yeah, you don't, you don't need to worry about that. You just have fun. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I drink all night. I'll get wasted and start flipping tables. Um, that's fucking weird. I think, because most people worry about looking too old, but then the people who look younger than they are also hate that. I want people, to grow just, a beard. Just, you can't grow anything, right? Hardly anything. Really? If, I, if I had one of those Brian Wilson beards... That guy in the MLB like even dies it even bigger. Yeah. I think, I think I could be running this company within a year. <laughs> yeah, that's fuck? what we look for, bearded guys. <laughs> you have a beard, oh. you're in. Um, Andy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, Ronnie, yeah. how you doing, man? Good. I love you guys. Listening to you from uh, back to Manny W days. 
Oh, thanks. I was at a store this weekend, and a couple weeks ago, you played a song. You said this is going to be the next big song, the next big artist. It was a chick singing something about Royal or Royal or something like that. Yes. And I'm in the store, and I'm listening to this song with this honking melody, and my like, God damn, that's cool. What is it? And then it dawned on me as I'm walking out of the store that you fucking nailed it, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm the man with the golden ear. Uh, some of the bands that I found myself. Hmm. Ramones. What? Talking Heads. The Pretenders. And then Madonna. And this is all stuff that I just heard myself wow. as I started Sire Records. Um, all right, so here's what we're going to do. What is a definitive album that you could press play and sit your ass down? Definitive album. Now, we're playing the Allman Brothers today. I believe there's at least two of the Allman Brothers. Eat a Peach and Live at the Fillmore East. That you could put that album down. And as a matter of fact, you would be remiss to stop it at any point. So, uh, we'll come back and pick this up. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Your chance to win... You could give us a call and give it, or also feel free to put up on the uh, go to uh, your edition of Press Play and sit your ass down on the iBank. This is volume eight. What is an album that you can just listen all the way through? We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fez Show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's OB and Anthony channel. More in moments. Show. 866-ROUND-ZERO-FEZ. That's our number. First day of the Million Days of Christmas starts today. Chris, what are we giving out? We're giving out Sexy Beast, signed by Sir Ben Kingsley. That's right, Sir Ben Kingsley. 
Science uh, Mr. Sir Ben Kingsley? No, I've corrected myself, Sir Ben Kingsley. Now, the manner of this, uh, and you can win on the telephone, or go over to the iBang and leave your comment, your comment in the um, comment section of Press Play and Sit Your Ass Down, Volume 8. Um, but what is uh, an album that can be listened to all the way through. Um, Maddie in West Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. Pepper. Yeah. How you guys doing? Good. Um, I was saying uh, Airplane Over the Sea by Neutral Moke Hotel. Um, I mean, I knew Pepper would appreciate it, so you can just give me the autograph now. But, uh, uh, I mean, it starts out, you've got Airplane Over the Sea, that song's a major hit. Well, uh, we're all very familiar with it, Matty. No, no and, um, we're going to put you into the finals for this. Because that is an album yeah. that I don't turn off. Mm-mm. Start to finish. Uh, Doug, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. Kansas Left Overture. From, from Carry On My Wayward Son to the Wall, all the way through every single track. It's better and better. The musicianship is unsurpassed by anybody who's putting out anything now. So, you know what? Sir Ben Kingsley goes to me. Uh, Doug, you do not make the finals for this. And I would actually say, uh, it's not even the... I, I would take the first Kansas album as that weird thing of, oh, there's an interesting sound. This guy's playing a violin. By the time they got to carry on my wayward son, sorry. Done. Um, let's go over to, uh, and this name is listed as Grank in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's close enough, Ron. Okay. Uh, what is your name? Grant. So we we get it into our head that there is a C in Grant. Strange. Hmm. Yeah, you know, whatever works. I'm not picky. Uh, I was going to say uh, Andre 3000, The Love Below, part of uh, Outkast's double album. Big Boy's disc is uh, equally as good, I think, Andre's disc. I, I think the problem there is the that double album has to count as one sitting. Yeah, It's like the yeah. White Album counts as one album. You can't double down. You can't split them. I know each one had their own disc, but it's Outkast. It's not, they're not, you know, no. Doesn't fucking you see this? I got some folding money for you right here. I don't run all the way across the sea, sit in the middle seat to watch you guys screw this up. Now get your ass together, because a greyhound don't float on water. <laughs> That's the best thing that Big Boy put into that. <laughs> he could have been in the fucking Friday movie. Crazy good. I think good is good enough. Oh, I didn't know. We were still playing that. Um, let's go over here to Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, okay. I hate to pick an easy one, but I gotta say, Pink Floyd, The Wall. No matter what your preference is, even all the way back from when it was first released, even the new generation, I think you can put it's that a out. It's album again, and I think that starts to be a little too much Pink Floyd for me. You get it, the, the, the single album is what you're aiming for here. I don't know, because there's plenty... I think that you can listen to double albums that are listenable all the way through. I just don't know if I would personally... It's not even my favorite Pink Floyd by far. 
I love the wall. I know you do. So why don't you battle for him? It's it's him. He's trying to win the prize. No, but you could have battled for him if you you're one of the judges here. Uh, you put up. By the way, did you put up the wall during yours? On this edition, no, I did not. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting that here, even a guy like you did not put it up on. You were press play and set your ass down. Now, for internet commenters, feel free to write your comments up there. Um, Todd in Southern Carolina. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Good. I got uh, recorded at the great and fabulous Brady Ballroom in Detroit, Michigan, full house by the Jay Giles band. First I listened to Prince Rodney B. Yeah, I can't I can't fight that one. Finals. You're in the finalists, my man. I hope we're writing these names down. Because mm-hmm. that gentleman finds himself in the finals. Um, Art, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, the Who live at Leeds. And just listening to Keith Moon just go off on that whole album is just amazing. We just it's heard rock. from a perfect live uh, album. I'm not going to put an imperfect live album in right after that. Sorry. I know I'm the only one playing the judge role here. I have no problem with that. No problem whatsoever. Um, Ken, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, guys. Sounding great today. Good. Okay, I've listened to it, I don't know how many times. Little Feet, Waiting for Columbus. It's another live album. Fantastic. And with the live version of Don't Bogart That Choice. Now, how many times have you seen me shoot down live albums during this? Again and again and again, right? Yep. Uh, This one I'm allowing in. Ken from Long Island is going into the finals. Because that is a, a, a perfect live album. Chris, who are you fucking, uh, who are you typing there? Just are you the, fucking finishing up a term paper? Oh, no. Way out of college. Um, Ralph in Delaware, you're on the Run Fed Show. Ronnie B., what's up? Uh, how about uh, Bob Dylan, Blood on the Track? I mean, you start up Tangle Up in Blue, Simple Twist of Fate, Jack of Hearts. I mean, I can listen to that album every day. I was just listening to this album the other day, and... I screamed at my friend when we were done. That was fucking perfect. 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 You're going into the finals. Thanks, Ronnie But frankly, Ralph, I, don't, I can't see how you're going to lose. <laughs> I cannot see how you're going to lose. It's that good. Let's go over here to Dickie Jr. Dickie Jr. What's up, Dabsies? Yeah. I think the answer's pretty obvious. All you got to do is load up some tidal wave and put that shit on repeat. See ya. They have an LP out yet, or is it still just EP? EP. Okay. Right now, it's EP. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. There's one of the people from Tidal Wave who's been looking at a saxophone and thinking about switching up instruments. Oh, boy. Are they going to the ska sound? I don't know. <laughs> it could cause a rift in the band. Oh, Tidal Wave's grandmother's coming up to see me in November. It's like, a, I'm going to have like a Fez weekend. <laughs> you go for turkey dinner? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to mock out the holiday. <laughs> you can't fill up looking at big balloons. That would be crazy. 
Didn't we say before that that was expensive? Don't you know my bit? Bet the guy. Um. Phil, you're on the Running Fest show. What's going on, Roddy B? I got a album for you. I was listening to it the other day, and it's definitely, for sure, one of the best rock and roll albums of all time. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. There's no denying that. All right, let's take a look at this and be fair. Because there's... And we got to find, is there a weak enough track to uh, skip in this album? Um, I'm not a big fan of Out to Get Me. Not crazy about My Michelle. Love You're Crazy, the song that defends Fez. That's classic. Anything Goes, I can't even remember off the top of my head. And for that reason, I'm going to say no. No. Some of these we got to be ready to look up at all times. Um, Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, actually, I hate to do this, Girani. I'm going to switch my choice off what you just said. Originally, I was going to say Tommy by The Who. But you can skip a song like Uncle Kevin. So I'm going to throw in Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Every no. track on that is absolutely amazing. No, I would have accepted Tommy by The Who. That would have made the finals. Ah. <laughs> uh, Born to Run. It's got She's yeah, the One, Strong the Land. Seven. Is there anything weak? No, man. 10th Avenue Freeze Out, Jungle Land, Born to Run, She's the One. Come on, you can't beat that. Hey, you sold me, dude. A strong album. Yeah, you sold me. Um, sold me, 100%. You go into the finals. Uh, also, if you're having trouble getting through or you just was rather uh, left it down there on the iBang, feel free to go over to Just Press Play and sit your ass down. Volume 8. Uh, Travis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Ron. I, you know, I'm a giant Beach Boys fan, and I'm going to have to go with Pet Sounds, man. That is the classic album of albums. It is the album that got things started. I'm sure it's already made our press playlist as it well, has, right? yes. Um, with previous seven volumes. Wow. I can't believe we're on the eight. Yeah. I'd say really any of the Bon Scott era ACDC albums... Artist strong all the way through. You remind me so much of Eddie Trump <laughs> sometimes. Yes. It's constantly ACDC. Jesus. Yeah, he yeah. loves ACDC. Can't get enough of it. No. He can't get enough of it. Man, the comments are just blowing up on this as well. So hop in over on the iBank. Kevin in Utica, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Beth. What up? I'm going to go back about 40 years when you want to really just kick back and mellow out. How about Steely Dan and Asia? All right, let's go through Asia. By the way, I haven't heard back from Kathleen from the Bronx, but I know she went to see Steely Dan the other day. Oh. Uh, what's the track listing there, Chris? Some of us just get it and, you know, do it for ourselves, but... I need you to read it aloud to me. All right. This is Asia's uh, track listing. Mm -hmm. Black Cow, Asia, 
Deacon Blues, Peg, Home at Last, I Got the News, and Josie. Are we not going to say that there's not at least one weak song on there? You know I'm talking about the second side. The rest of them are like legitimate hits, though. This has to be all the way through. I'm not going to allow this in, just based on Spike, because it's not my favorite Steely Dan album. If you could defend the two songs that you don't know, then I, I would push it through, Chris. No. But do you know those songs? No, I've never even listened through. Then why are you and saying no? All the way through. All the way through, never listened to it. But why did you say, oh, when I fucking kicked it out? <laughs> just playing the hole? I ain't no hole. You're like a crazy hole right now. <laughs> You're like a crazy, lunatic, fucking nutty hole. Stop acting so insane. <laughs> this Stop is... acting so insane. Next, you'll put a penis in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is offensive to me. I feel crazy right now. But I can say it. This is offensive to me. I can call myself crazy. Because you are crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking You're allowed shot. to call yourself an alcoholic. A raging, sick... Self-hating alcoholic drug addict. All the above, yeah. Because, by the way, don't you see any kind of drug addiction or alcoholism as a mental illness? Yeah. That can, makes me mentally ill, so I'm allowed to say crazy. Like, you say. crazy fuck, you stop making sense. You batshit insane motherfucker. Um, here's Bradley, you're on the Runa Fez show. Hey guys, I was, uh, in, in speaking of ACDC, I was going to suggest the Back in Black album. Uh, a lot of people may say it's overrated, but I mean, come on. It was, you know, Brian Johnson's first album with the band and every song in there is fantastic. Shoot the Thrill, Hell's Bells. I want um, you to say the obvious. I mean, there's some It actually is one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Yeah, it's due. It, it's got to be on the list. And it really got rid of the, that fucking dead weight of Bon Scott. <laughs> Just bringing them down. Stop choking on your own vomit. You know, when I saw those guys, um, they were just a party band. Nobody was making a big deal out of them. But you better make a big deal out of them now. I don't make big deals out of fucking Australian bands. I'm going to be totally up front. What? Right. A lot of great Australian bands. Start to name them. ACDC, those other ones. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, you don't know shit. Yeah, don't and do now it. who's the gay one? <laughs> you fucking young, young looking prick. Why don't you fucking put a bob in your mouth laying a crib? That's what I'm doing there. Well, Making him feel bad about his young, pretty face. <laughs> I'm going to turn it back on you, because I have a weird fetish for that, and I'm going to be jerking off while I'm doing it. That's fucking... feels like he's coming on to me by yeah. saying that to another guy. Yeah, he's just like, hey... That's not the kind of stuff you say to another fella. Guess what? I'm going to be jerking off to whatever you're doing. Whoa. Ooh. No, I'm going to not... Yeah. Enjoy yeah. my tuna fish? Thank, thank you for splitting that. It was delicious. Uh, you owe me three bucks. Shit. I, I spent all my money on lottery tickets this morning. Well, if it hits, I have half that lottery ticket. <laughs> Fuck me. Do you ever hit? Uh, like, you know, 10, 20 bucks or something. You know, nothing crazy. All right. Well, if this is the big winner, I want half. It's halftime. Here it is. Sweet million. See, in this 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 type of lotto, you just want a million dollars straight up. It's only you know what's funny? Yeah. You might have just ate a fucking half a million dollar fucking <laughs> half a tuna for a sandwich. Still worth it. And you know, if that's not crazy, I don't know what is. Fucking, you can't say that. Really, why not? Oh, there was a commercial of his bad mouthing crazy people, I think. I know that might have been my lowest moment today. <laughs> the Chevy commercial. 
Yeah, I was so weirded out doing that. It's only 2.30. Getting out of here. Uh, there's a piece up on the iBank today about most of us don't trust the American people and their ability to vote anymore. And I'm like, I think I would like to see us take a look at our system where the elections stop. That when you, when the country has elected someone to be president, since that's what most people vote on, the only time they vote yeah. is presidential, I think that the president should start and have some power, no matter w whether he's Republican or Democrat, to run the country the way he sees fit since he won it. And we need to stop some of the fucking checks and balances. Because the checks and balances have turned into a, a clogged toilet. Well, nothing, it's, no, no, it doesn't matter who, what party you're in, you're not getting anything done. It's people are just so well, bitter. Well, unless you have the House and Senate with you. You know what I mean? You, you need to actually get things done to have the presidency, the House and Senate. You but I think most people would like... Just like with the mayor of New York. Mm -hmm. He gets to do the shit he wants to do. He actually has way more power in New York than the president does as president. And that's why a good mayor can make a split decision and a good president cannot. Because yeah, it's, it's basically, it's impo it becomes impossible. <laughs> so then, if you do not like what the president has done, over the four years, you vote against him or his party the next time. And we let some people run things when they're elected. That would freak out the other side so hard. No, I, I think just the opposite. I think it would let the others, it would take the pressure off the other side to keep them from having to look like they're going along with the president. Because right now, they have to look like they're constantly campaigning against the Democrats. Yeah. And the Democrats look like they have to constantly campaign against the Republicans. So now, this would have a chance for the Republicans, when they, don't, when they have an Obama, to say, what did we tell you? You elected Obama. You're not happy. Here's a better thing for you to do. And that would have people vote Republican. It would take the pressure off them to stop making every single day uh, a campaign debate, which is where we are right now. Um, that's my feelings. Get that to the White House as quickly as possible. Uh, and I think it'll happen for us. Here's Brad, California. You're on the Manifest Show. Hey, Ronnie. I would have to say Graceland from Paul Simon. Best flow of any album. Again, this is not even my favorite uh, Paul Simon album. My favorite is Hearts and Bones, which, by the way, is also not a perfect album. Graceland. No one else seems to... I, I can't do these things unless I have Earl with me, because no one else wants to debate in the music stuff. Um, the press play is up, and uh, I noticed that you put some up. Mm -hmm. Hicks and Shelby. Shelby, what's one of your favorites that you've got press play? One of them is the Explorers Club with Grand Hotel. They're kind of a, an older sounding band. They aren't a direct, like, 
cover band of the Beach Boys, but they make no claims that they don't try to match their sound. And it's just a great band to put on if you're at a party. I'd say don't put on Jimmy Buffett. Put on some of the Explorers Club with Grand Hotel. Well, let's hear some of this. Pain is a shroud Clouding the heavenly light Well, how's this going to get a party going? Some of the other songs are like a big band type feel. Well, give me one of the other songs so I could hear it. One of them is called Grand Hotel. Okay. Same as the album. All right, let's get a listen to that. Should have worked this out with Chris because he went for some Broadway sounding song. <laughs> Sounds more like Tijuana Brass than Beach Boys to me. It's like a Sunday's Cop show. <laughs> You don't know this album, Chris? No, I, don't, I did not know this album. I don't know this album at all. Yeah, they're not that big of a band yet. Well, how hipster of you. Oh. How hipster. You have fucking 70 years of classics to pull, but you pick some band that sounds like uh, a gum commercial from the <laughs> 1970s. <laughs> all right. What are they called again? Explorers Club. They're great if you want to take a jaunty stroll down the street. <laughs> hey, if you want to take a gigantic shit but you feel like you're stopped up, alright. I'm definitely going to give this a try. Chris, what, what ones have you put up there? Okay, I got Pavement's first album, Slanted and Enchanted, the 1992 now classic. At the time, I guess rock critics, rock critics liked it, but it never really sold well, and they didn't even really Getting okay, so, some sort of mainstream success, like '94 with "Cut Your Hair," a couple albums later. All right, let's hear some of this. You love this band. Oh, I love them, and this album is is just all the way through amazing. This is Sunday Bloody Sunday. No, this is Summer Babe. Also, Summer Babe isn't mentioned to the last line of the song. Can you use that? Baby, I saw your girlfriend and she's eating the fingers like they're just another meal. But she waits there in the lovely washings, mixing cocktails with a plastic cigar. All right, I'm going to read some of these. Bob says pretenders. I know that's made it before. Uh, Paul's Boutique, that's made it up here before. Uh, Jane's Addiction, Nothing Shocking. Bonnie Raitt, Nick and Time, Dan Morrison, Moondance, perfect album there. Counting Crows, August and Everything After. Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Uh, songs from Bing Pink. By the way, these are not hipster enough for my guys. Um... Jesus and Mary Chain, uh, Darklands, uh, Primus, Green Nogahide, Elliot Smith, Figure Eight, 
Clash London Calling. I think that's a double album as well. Yes, it is. Uh, Moody Blues in Search of the Lost Chords, Zappa New York, um, Blink 182, Enema of the States. <laughs> Come on. No. No. Dude, that has to be a joke. <laughs> um, Don Fagan, The Nightfly, Pearl Jam 10. Tiny Bubbles, Don Ho. That'll be a shocker if that one pulls it out. <laughs> Television, Marquee Moon. Kinks, Village Green Preservation Society. That's actually a great album. Kind of Blue, Miles, Perfect. Yes, Fragile. Death Leopard, Pyromania. It's a shocking one, but so gigantic. Um... Def Leppard Hysteria. We got a lot of Def Leppard fans Damn. suddenly. Boston self titled. The Janelle Monet. Joni Mitchell Blue. Arcade Fire Funeral. Prince, the Black Album. Oh, that's for the hippest of all Prince fans. Uh, the Velvet Underground, Wings, Venus and Mars. Arcade Fire, The Suburbs. Do you like the new Arcade Fire stuff? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think uh, after they first blew up, there was kind of like a. No, back I mean the stuff that they were playing this weekend on Saturday Night Live. They're brand new stuff. Oh, yeah, I saw the yeah, I saw the videos of it. It's good shit. I like it. I'm not. I haven't totally jumped on. The Suburbs, I think, is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, some of that other stuff that they did. But I don't know if I grab into this yet. So, sometimes it takes me a while, though. They, they change it up a little bit every every time. I'm not always there for every change people make. Doesn't mean that I won't come around, though. It was a big change between their first and second album, too. So a lot of people dropped off there. I will say to people all the time, you suck, but don't hold me to that opinion. <laughs> I may change, change it. I've done that with a lot of albums. I've done it with almost every link of David Bowie's career. Yeah. Went, no. And then, <laughs> wait, a little time has passed and I love it. Elvis Costello, I probably hate most of the changes he makes. And then they come back and become my favorite albums. Have you listened to the Root stuff? No, not yet. I'm just not prepared. Not prepared. I'm just going to go back and listen to Imperial Ballroom another 5,000 times. <laughs> um, look who it is, the Brooklyn Blowhard. Greetings. You know, when you talk about albums, especially a live album that is the most solid live album of all times, an album that I played as a teenager, an album that I still play today that touches my soul, uh, Rock and Roll Animal by Lou Reed is in a class by itself. I've worn out vinyl albums, I've worn out 8-tracks, cassettes, and now, thank God, I have it on compact disc and MP3. It is the greatest album of all time. You can just put it on and just, just dig into the great guitar solos. It's just recorded and mastered so well, and it's performed. It's, it, it's impeccable. It's, there's nothing close to it. I love the album as well. Uh, Blowhard is a finalist, and I also brought this up. Why aren't we taking him uptown, and we could do Lou Reed at the Apollo? 
Oh, my God. Uh, uh, we'll turn out every celebrity in this fucking town for that show. Yeah, oh, they'll be flying in. Someone wake Zito up and tell him the next time he's got to come up with an idea in one of those shitty meetings, <laughs> that should be his idea. You know, that album never gets old, Ronnie. B. I love it. Oh, it just stays. How long I'm does it take? The instrumental before Lou even walks out on stage. It's amazing. And then, and then that, you, like, eight minutes into out. the song, you hear applause. So you realize he's just now <laughs> fucking put his works away and walked out on stage. And it's fucking tremendous. Just can't get enough of it. And uh, I turn people on to it all the time because I say, you got to check out this Lou Reed album. And immediately they, they don't like Lou Reed. But then they hear it and they're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's perfect. The guitars are harmonious and beautiful and just masterful. All right, thanks, dude. Be Peace. well. He's in the finals. You got a lot to go through here tonight, too, Chris. And yeah. I don't even know if you can be trusted. You've been taken off the judge committee after that shitty weekender. And no one's even showed up with the weekender here today. We're literally at the end of the show. And no one has taken it upon themselves to say, here's something, I keep a list of me of things that need to be done, and here's something that needs to be done. I have a Weekender winner. The Weekender question was, what drug is the band? The winner, winner of some signed George Thurgood, Vermars. Animal Collective is the musical version of an astrotrip, sometimes chaotic, other times intensely focused. Their breakthrough album, Meriwether Post-Civilian, is the defining acid album of the 21st oh, century. Jesus Christ. I've seen them Who four times. Who picks these? I did. But after last week's pretentious thing, we took you off that and said you're too pretentious. And you come back with the most pretentious thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. Um, do me a favor, Pips. Go down to the kitchen, get the big knife. <laughs> Sharpen it. Bring it up here, and then slice my throat with it, the way the brain surgeon did to Walter White's mom, um, spiritual mom. <laughs> slice my throat! Don't get the big knife. Go get the big knife. I'm not crazy. For the first time ever, I'm sane. Um, Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Good. Unfortunately, you already mentioned about. I think Boston is like their first album. I know you mentioned it on earlier, but uh, I think I, I don't think it's a bad song on that album. No, so wait, the, let yeah, me ask you a question. How sure. do you hear that over your vagina lips? <laughs> uh, Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, uh, I've had this album for 30 years or more. It's, uh, it was the first album I brought into school when they had music appreciation and uh, traffic. The Low Spark of High Heeled Boys. It's a great album. I love that song so much, but I'm not sure if it's the best. Uh, they got Rock and Roll Stew on there. Uh, Light Up you're going Alone. The she got me. You got uh, me. A Rainmaker. Yeah, you got me. You're let me in. Let me in the finals. Please. Matt from Boston is in the finals. But I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Can't believe we're at the uh, end of the show here. I want to thank. Uh, you know, just when I said I don't like run-ins because of that other woman did a run-in. Yeah. Uh, Jerry O'Connell does a run-in. It was fucking great today. Class act. 
good dude. I like to talk old school New York stuff. I told him the next time we're going to bring him in, we're going to have old school New York people in here with him. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking freak him out a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's it for us. Um, oh, Michael has a question for you first. Michael, at the JFK airport. Yeah, how you doing? I got a question for Pepper. Yeah. Mm. Pepper, what's the name of the steakhouse all around the city you, you were promoting the last time? I want to go down there. Steakhouse in Long Island City. Yeah, what's the steakhouse Smoke in Long Island City? Oh, uh, the Smokehouse. Go to John Brown Smokehouse. John Brown Smokehouse, that's it. Yeah. Go get some smoke fucking food for yourself. It's there you go, that's what I'm after. Yeah. It's some burnt ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get the burnt ends, no matter what you do. There you they go. They were tremendous. All right, thank you much. Peace. We haven't heard from the pit doc in a while, huh? Hope he's all right. Yeah, I hope he isn't dead on the floor. <laughs> So, Jerry O'Connell's TV show is on tonight. Checking it out. What's the name of it? We Are Men. I called it Dads once to him. So, what's this new show? Dads? He's like, what? Am I a dad? Oh, weird thing to say. <laughs> Just talking about your show. He did say graduate instead of graduate once. That's good, though. I'm supposed to say like word. that. That's how I do it. Does that make me crazy? Don't my fucking banana brains? Don't say that. Let's show up faster today. Like lightning. Um, Shelby, I want you to pick the winner. You and Pips. You and Pips and Castro and Vito. They didn't even get any mic time today. Get the brain trust together. Yeah. The big four. That's it for us. See you guys tomorrow. Uh, that's the end of my show. Dong. 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 Dong. Uh, that's the end of my show. Dong. Uh, that's the end of my show. Dong. Uh, that's the end of my show. Dong.